Latina locked and loaded has appeared. <laughs> So, uh, hello everyone. This is Rolo the Puerto Rican Pistolero, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, beautiful wife and co-host, Johanna Latina Locked and Loaded, for yep. episode 95 of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. Oh, I keep wow. thinking I keep thinking it's 96 or 94, but it's 95. So I it's mean, crazy that we've been doing this for almost 100 episodes now. I know, and we got to figure out what we're going to do 100th episode. It has to be special oh yes that's true we have to come up with an idea if anybody's got any ideas or requests or requests let us know uh maybe we can bring back some of our uh favorite guests and see if we can schedule a few different people on yeah. and uh and look back over the almost two years of locked and loaded latinos so uh today we're going to talk about we've been gone for almost three weeks now so no, what have two. we been that was two uh i think almost three weeks just because well, you're right. It's two. Two. We do this every weekend, honey. So. I know. So, yeah, we've been gone for two weeks. Uh, the His first math is not very good looking. Yeah. The first week we were in Orlando for Megacon. Uh, we got to meet a lot of people. A lot of crazy stuff happened uh, that has now led to some big opportunities here for the channel. Uh, we'll go into details and tell some stories from that event. The week after, pretty much, Joe immediately went on a business trip. Uh, I was home for two days to basically start prepping all of our stuff and packing our car to head to St. Louis for uh, Kevin Dixie's NOC Train and Learn event, which was fantastic this year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And obviously, in more serious news over the last two weeks, uh, because of some of the tragedies that have occurred um, throughout the country, we've, seen, uh, we've been seeing an uptick and a huge onslaught of um, gun potential gun control coming down the pike. From both parties. Yep. So we're going to discuss that and uh, and more. So without further ado, let's discuss a little bit about what happened the first week that we were gone, which was uh, right after we had John Crump on, which was a great interview. Yes. And um, it's funny because at the end of John Crump, um, we, we mentioned a channel called Geeks and Gamers, and John Crump was like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of those guys. I watched them. And uh, at the time, we were just fans of Geeks and Gamers as well, uh, some premium members. And, uh, you know, we got to interact with especially Johnny64. He's been in the chat before. And um, it was just kind of funny that the following week, uh, apparently we'd been on uh, Jeremy's radar for a little bit there. And I guess Johnny64 kind of put in a good word for us. So uh, I'm kind of skipping part of the Megacon story here. Uh, there was a meetup there with uh, the members of Geeks and Gamers. And uh, Jeremy pulled us aside during the meetup. And uh, apparently he'd been, uh, he'd heard a few things about us. Uh, some good things from Johnny. Uh, saw, I guess, a, a stream that we did with him and uh, liked what we did. Found out a little bit more about us. Uh, found out that we've uh, actually met Ripa. And we've uh, talked to him at length on a few different occasions. And, uh, yeah, he gave Ripa a call, and apparently Eric vouched for us pretty heavily, and that's a huge honor because I think Eric is one of the best, especially in the podcasting space when it comes to talking about freedom and mixing that with the pop cultural space. So any praise from Eric July is just massive. So that's awesome, and uh, can't wait to see him again and thank him uh, for putting in a good word. So Jeremy asked us to join the uh, Geeks and Gamers team. So uh, I think that's going to be a great opportunity for us. Obviously, one of the goals here at the Locked and Loaded Latinos has always been to 
try to tap into a different audience and, you know, destigmatize Spread the signal, man. Yeah. Destigmatize gun ownership and kind of normalize it and let people know, Hey, uh, gun owners don't look a certain way. You, you were in the video games where we happen to be uh, of Hispanic descent and bilingual. You, you don't say. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you don't say. yeah, we're breaking the stereotypes here. Uh, obviously we've got all of our, our, our fan material behind us. We love video games and uh, we've always wanted to just show a different side of the freedom movement. And uh, I've always admired what uh, Jeremy and the geeks and gamers do uh, Ryan, how they've kind of incorporated and given a space for people to uh, have not just uh, obviously Jeremy being pro Trump and us being freedom minded, not necessarily just conservative beliefs, but anyone can come in. And as long as you're willing to debate and take some licks and you're cool with it. I mean, I, you know, it's it's a little bit hard to try to pigeonhole us when I'm literally grew up as a uh, Democrat, classical yeah. liberal, and was a far like extremist when it came to animal rights, and mm -hmm. was like the farthest thing possible from what you would possibly imagine as a like if you try to pigeonhole me into because I, I you know it happens on Twitter oh, all yeah. the time absolutely so I think it's hilarious it's like no this is an open space for anyone who believes in freedom and just having open discussions about how to best achieve those goals and mm -hmm. lead our country in the right direction without you know any hatred for anyone yep yeah, and ultimately uh, just wanted to live lives free without obstructing people's rights you know that's really what it's all about and uh, choosing to live whether you want to defend yourself with firearms or uh, any other way if you're if you're not into that that's totally fine uh, it's just about coexisting in that respect and um, yeah loving what it means to live in this country and having that freedom so, so. G-Webs in the chat says, this is like being in a video game gang. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we have hand signs and colors. No, we don't. No, uh, we're, uh, we're going to help them out uh, with the Geeks and Gamers Play. So that's their video gaming uh, channel. But, uh, you know, as soon as you guys uh, realize, you know, we talk about a lot more than we don't just play video games. I think Jeremy was impressed by our rapport on stream. But, um, you know, for those of us that have been watching us for the last two years, We've uh, been growing in kind of the Second Amendment advocacy space and trying to find a different way, again, of incorporating that pop cultural space and what we enjoy and who we really are. Because we got into this uh, gun advocacy fight, you know, not even two years ago, really, or two and a half years ago. And uh, since then, the pandemic uh, led us to creating this podcast. And uh, that's what we've been doing since. And now kind of expanding upon and showing, you know, more our more personal side about the things that we love outside of uh, firearms. So I think it's going to be awesome. And, um, you know, we uh, I think we bring a lot to the table. And I hope that you guys uh, enjoy us as members of the team. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy us, too, in our own space here. Uh, I see a lot of new faces. and I'm really happy to see all of you here. Um, and for all of you embracing us um, since we've been there and uh, seeing us in other streams on Geeks and Gamers, whether we're in the chat watching um, the rest of the team and having a good time and being fans of them or uh, playing um, Fortnite and other games with Johnny64 on his Twitch channel. Uh, it's been awesome getting to know uh, so many of you and meeting a few of you, too, in Orlando. So uh, it just really feels like we've got a big um, group of friends here. Uh, all together in this journey and getting to share together. And I really appreciate uh, you guys being so, um, so open to us. So thank you so much. Um, so that was kind of the, the short story of what happened in Orlando. 
We're pretty excited about that. But what did we see in Orlando? Because what was going on at that time? It was MegaCon. It was MegaCon. So what are some of the things that you liked about MegaCon and that you were excited going in? And some of the things that you didn't like about MegaCon? Uh, I'll start with what I didn't like. It was <laughs> way too freaking crowded on Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't remember. It's been like five years since we've been to a con. So... I mean, I consider myself a really big, is the right word for a geek, I guess. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff. Um, and I, I was just really excited. I was, I was hoping to see, I was actually surprised at the difference between a con five years ago and a con now. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was just because of the con we went to was different. But I remember five years ago, um, you know, we've been very open about being huge Battlestar Galactica fans. And I remember there was so much merch that was still like very sci-fi based. It was a lot of Star Trek stuff. There was a lot of um, Battlestar Galactica stuff. And I was very surprised that now, five years later, I feel like geek culture has become much more mainstream and less sci-fi based. So that was actually a slight disappointment. Like, I'm really happy Marvel is really a thing now and everyone plays video games, which is cool. But I kind of miss the little bit of the mm -hmm. niche. Um, am I pronouncing that right? I had a conversation with someone yes, this niche. weekend that told me that uh, basically I mispronounce a lot Our of words. Niche. Mitch. It was me. It it was the conversation no, was me. it wasn't me. you. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was somebody else. That she, she's, she's also another person who has English as a second language, and we're both very heavy readers. Mm -hmm. And it's like she mispronounces some words that are like, that's not how you say it, but that's how you, that's phonetically you spell it. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, it's because you never heard, heard anyone say yep. it. Um, but anywho, so I kind of miss some of the niche um, sci-fi um, representation. Mm -hmm of merch at least because i'd like to buy merch i really went in there with the goal of like okay i'm gonna spend money <gasps> what happened to all the merch that i bought uh it should be uh, i was using the cup the other day no no that, okay so i got some star trek stuff i really wanted star trek stuff but i, I was gonna show it on the stream oh man you know what i was gonna talk what i was talking yeah, about yeah. my new knife oh yeah that's right i man, won't i won't spoil so it cool. is that illegal to show it on youtube because i mean what if they say it's a weapon it's a utensil it's a it's a food utensil Anyway, I got something really stupid. I got um, yeah, it's pretty cool actually. I got a, a switchblade that's a fork. Mm -hmm. So it'll be fun to break I'm out. A, I'm, a, I'm gonna have my spider comb in one hand and my fork in the other. Yep, there you go. Always be ready for a steak <laughs> or a salad. Oh man, or stabbing. I don't know something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, so for those of you in the chat, see, I I wasn't sure how Jeremy was gonna announce us into the team, and it was kind of unexpected um, that he did it the way that he did because it was kind of like we hadn't heard from him because they were still busy with MegaCon. They were all in the Geeks and Gamers house there uh, streaming. And I think uh, Chris has stayed pretty long until the end of uh, last week. And then we were in Missouri and, uh, you know, uh, road tripping across the country. So he kind of uh, just let us know, hey, uh, can I give you a call? After we were on one of the premium member streams, he let all the, the premium members know, hey, they're going to join the team. Really cool. Uh, and the next day gave him a call and he's like, Hey, you want to be on the Fortnite stream tonight? And I was like, Whoa, really? And that's pretty much how it started. He's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And I've been pretty much on the last three Fortnite uh, slash Mario Kart streams that we've had. So, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, he invited me to join the Mario Kart stream tonight, which, uh, our listeners know, and our viewers know, I always talk about that because we finished the show and I'm like, I'm going to go watch TNG, uh, play some Mario Kart. So. Yes. It should be fun. Uh, unfortunately, Ripa's not going to be there, so I can't thank him. I guess I'm, I'm covering his spot for tonight. So hopefully I'll get a chance to thank him for uh, putting in a good word for us. 
sometimes. So that answers that question. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. we've uh, already been working with them. Aaron asks, wait, y'all are joining Geeks and Gamers. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> G-Web says, uh, I missed, wait, I, I lost what uh, G-Web says. Uh, Canman said, was Megacon more or less packed than the NRA conventions? Uh, I can't Can speak Man, about NRA. But I, we do not go to NRAM. Yes. Um, we are, because, okay, so my feelings on NRA, for those who are new to us, is... The NRA is does not represent the majority of people who are actually very involved in Second Amendment advocacy. Mm-hmm. Um, we support uh, FPC, Firearms NGO, Policy Coalition, Firearms Policy Coalition um, Gun Owners of America. Those are fantastic organizations. I'm also part of, um, obviously, Rolando's not going to be part of this one, <laughs> but I'm part of the DC Project, which is a women's-based um you know, pro to a organization. And I'm actually, here's another announcement. Oh, um, that's right. I am actually going to be representing uh, the DC project in Washington, DC. I haven't really officially announced this yet, but I, I, I I'm doing it now. <laughs> um, I got a call from Diane Muller and I'm going to be going to DC with the DC project this year, which is absolutely phenomenal and huge. And I guess I'm going to be going to talk to our representatives and our senators and telling them why gun control is um, so dangerous for, you know, especially coming from, hey, I'm a demographic, I'm a woman, um, you know, I'm an auntie. I, this is why I, I don't believe in gun control. And I've been very open about it. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that triggered me was having that mama bear instinct of I need to protect my little ones. I was in a situation where, you know, I was by myself with my baby niece and, it was a mad person running around that very nearby, yeah. very nearby, literally shooting people. So, and I did not have a gun on me. So that was the instinct. And, and I think it's very interesting how some people have the instinct. One of two instincts. One is, you know, let's push gun control because I'm scared. And the other instinct, which is the one I had, which was, holy crap, this can happen anywhere to anyone. It's not just this random thing that you see on the news and you always have to be ready for it. So... You know, that's basically what my perspective is going to be when I go to D.C. And I don't know who I'm going to get to talk to. Maybe I'll be talking to Rubio. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have quite a few rhinos in Florida, so I would love to get my hands on some of them and very <laughs> politely talk to them, of course. Yep. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for it. And so, yeah, so we support those organizations, a lot more organizations. Black Guns Matter, for those uh, who don't know, Maj Touré, mm-hmm. that's M-A-J. Touré, T-O-R-R-E, is actually, I just watched him. T-U-R-E, T-U, T-O-U-R-E. Is there a U in there? Yeah, Tour and then E. Okay, whatever. I just, it's It's Black Guns Matter. (laughs) Um, He he was actually on. um, Well, uh, Jason Whitlock's show. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm super proud of, you know, what he had to say and, you know, he's just common sense stuff and, you know, he's he's been a huge inspiration for us. Um, Kevin Dixie, also a huge inspiration for us. Absolutely. So all these people have a different, much more human, human base, if I can say I that. I guess grassroots is probably Grassroots, um, kind of just hear our stories and why it affects us kind of perspective on this versus the NRA, which is this big, overreaching, Well, cold, it's been corrupt because of Wayne LaPierre, yeah. Um, organization that does not represent us that um Mm -hmm. uses all this money to go on trips to the bahamas and and all kinds of crap and not actually do what they're supposed to be doing so 
you know, they do have the NRA ILA, which has done some good stuff, but I don't, I do not support the N, uh, NRA. And mm-hmm. yes, we are NRA members because we have to have range safety officer licenses. We, we are range safety officers, mm-hmm. both of us. Um, and the ranges do prefer NRA certifications, certifications mm-hmm. but um, we yeah. are looking to get our certifications through USCCA instead. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is that ranges seem to still prefer, or rep, you know, yeah, the NRA, the NRA is still the predominant certification. But I would love to not support them mm-hmm. um, with anything. But so yeah, I will not yep. be going to a lot of our a lot of our friends went to NRAM, but I I will never be going to NRAM. Yeah, I until uh, things change at the NRA. Uh, until Wayne Lapierre is out, I do not want yep. to support NRAM. So, um, but we did go to the USCCA um, Expo in September, and it wasn't very packed. It was a light. Yeah. Shot show. Shot show is probably the thing that you would compare. Shot show is the biggest uh, industry, uh, firearms industry and outdoor industry expo. It's in Las Vegas every year. Uh, we went in 2020, uh, just before the uh, the pandemic. It was pretty much the last big event for a while, and uh, it was pretty packed. But I got to tell you that MegaCon on Saturday was absolutely insane. It was. Standing room only in most of the venues. The lines to uh, for meet and greets and for autographs were absurd. Uh, one, one of our, of our friends, friends, Aaron yeah. Fever, I'm sure that a lot of you have seen Aaron Fever in the Geeks and Gamers chats. Uh, he waited six hours to meet the uh, the actress that plays Ahsoka, Ashley uh, Eckstein. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yes, yeah. it is. And uh, that's just crazy. I mean, <laughs> and the line for Gina Carano was absolutely incredible, too. She had like a triple line going back. Pretty much as far as you could go. So that was really awesome to see. The I Friday, actually, I think Gina Carano's panel was incredible. Oh, she was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually really support her a lot. I don't know what her stance is on guns, but she's from what? She's pro-freedom. Yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. from what she spoke, and she did speak about it at her panel. She was extremely pro-freedom, and she's very open, um, very open-minded. I would dare say she's very libertarian in how oh, she absolutely. speaks. Mm-hmm. So she basically, like, I just it's so sweet. Um, and I felt so bad. Like it just breaks my heart that she got canceled or they tried to cancel her. I don't, I don't know. I saw that that line was pretty deep for people wanting to meet her. So I don't know if that really, Mm -hmm. they were successful or not in canceling her, but you know, someone just having an opinion that shouldn't be a reason to take them out and try to destroy Mm -hmm. their career. So, um, kudos to her. I will always support her. And, um, you know, she does have a movie coming out called uh, Home on the Prairie or House on the Prairie. No, <laughs> Terror on, on the, the Prairie. Prairie. <laughs> Whatever. I was close. <laughs> and I, uh, my streak continues of not knowing things that are properly <laughs> spoken, said, how to say things. That's just me. Oh, um, that's great. I love it. Uh, anyway, so I'm I'm looking to support that as soon as it comes out. Terror on the Prairie. Um, it's a western. It's going to be great. So mm-hmm. yeah, it should check be a that lot out. of fun. So, hail the Lord. Thanks for coming to the chat. I appreciate uh, seeing you here today. G Webs in the chat says, Will they let you talk about 2A guns in the GNG podcast? It's who we are. So, yeah. it's going to be really hard to not, like, at least bring it up sometimes or mm-hmm. at least have conversations. Like in the premium chat, like, it all devolves into it, talking, talking about, about politics or specific issues. Yeah. Uh, everybody's pretty much pro freedom there. Uh, Jeremy introduced us as 2A. Uh, you know, 2A advocates and 2A streamers. So, he's, But no, he's I will say that it's not going to be like this because mm-hmm. it's not like that for Ripa. Ripa goes and does his own thing on his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he's not on the chat, it's going to be 
mostly them cursing each other out uh, about <laughs> Mario Kart. Uh, and by the way, I am god awful at Mario Kart. For anybody who watched the stream the other day, that I was in like tenth place most of the time. <laughs> as long as I beat the bots, that's my that's my win. Um, so, so I yeah. will be practicing that more. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, if topics uh, go in there, everybody is. Uh, everybody in Geeks and Gamers, as far as I know, is pretty pro Second Amendment. They were great friends with the late uh, and great John, John Bartolo. Bartolo. And uh, John Bartolo really brought them into that gun space. And uh, they've been doing more and more uh, stuff kind of in that world and uh, trying to figure out how they want to navigate through there. So uh, Jeremy's already asked us some of um, our opinions with certain um, certain people in the gun space, or I should say certain companies and things like that. So... Um, I'm sure that that will uh, come up and be a big part of it, but uh, it's not going to affect anything that we do here. We're still going to continue to do the show and uh, I'm just going to be encouraged to do even more for this channel on top of what we do uh, for geeks and gamers. But ultimately I think it's great what Jeremy kind of does in the YouTube uh, space, what uh, people like Kevin Dixie do in the gun space. So Kevin very early on was uh, one of the individuals I would say, that really there are four people that helped us get to the point where Locked and Loaded Latinos uh, is today. And that would be Tony Simon of The Second Is For Everyone. He needs no introduction here. Um, I'm sure he'll sh show up in the chat at some point. Uh, Argo J, who's become like uh, really an older brother to us. We speak to him regularly. Um, and uh, Kevin Dixie, uh, who is the, uh, the founder of uh, No Other Choice Training and uh, Aiming for the Truth, his nonprofit organization. He's really a, not just a gun rights, but a civil rights activist and historian and, uh, and a great orator. And Hank Strange um, of uh, Who Moved My Freedom podcast really encouraged us uh, after inviting us to be his guest on many occasions to get into this space and start our own show and not be afraid to uh, let our voice be heard. So those, those four men really, uh, really helped us out and got us here. And I feel that Jeremy has a lot of that same spirit where he likes to... Uh, um, lift people up that he sees that have potential or a good message and really is, um, is happy when he's able to assist people. So uh, that really kind of aligns with us and a lot of the people that we've worked with. So I think it, um, I think it's a good matchup here. And, uh, and I hope that again, that everybody enjoys it. Chris Bull is here saying, Hank, who come on. <laughs> I know, you know, Hank. Uh, you know, Hank, come on. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was great. So Friday at the con was pretty good. It was very, very chill. It wasn't crowded at all. Uh, we were pretty much able to do everything. The other thing that we were pretty disappointed in was the merch quality. Oh, yeah. I was like, what in the crap? Um, I mean, I still bought stuff. I mean, you can't put me in a, in a convention center full of uh, a combination of cutesy stuff and sci-fi stuff and fake weapons and i was like take my money please but yeah. i was actually surprised at the level like i've i've found better stuff online than there so like besides the switchblade fork which was the most exciting part of what i bought mm -hmm. um and my star trek mug which y'all know how much i love my mugs and <laughs> that was a you know Thing I was looking forward to. And by the way, that is still going to be, we're going to be going to the Geeks and Gamers meetup in October, and it's going to fall on Halloween. And I don't know what you're going to do, but I am <laughs> going to dress up. I am <laughs> going to dress up this time, and I am going uh, to dress up as as in my uh, 
Star Trek dress. Oh, so I'm very yes. excited. That should be fun. Yes, and I have uh, my little pips. I'm going to be uh, make myself captain because, you know, why not? Oh, I man. don't know if captains wear the dress, but I don't give a crap. I'm going to wear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll see what I wear. Uh, if I had been able to wear something, I was going to go as a default Fortnite character like With, Jonesy. Like the bandana? Yeah, I was just going to go like that because I've got like, I can put like a plate carrier or some crap. I could go Call of Duty style too if I wanted to. Um, but but yeah, uh, this time we didn't have the chance to do that. Yeah, I came in and the chat says, God, cons are just huge tourist traps for nerds. I mean, that's the truth, isn't it? Uh, that's why I was just so disappointed with this one because it was a lot of the same stuff. There wasn't that many unique things. There was a big lack of, I really wanted, like I've, I'm a nerd for starships, it, whether it's Star Wars, Star Trek, anything like that. If you give me a huge uh, space battleship of any kind, I'm down for that. And there really were no models or anything like that there. Uh, they had a few that were super expensive, but usually they've got pretty good stuff. Some models that you can build yourself. There really wasn't that much stuff uh, there. So I was a little bit disappointed in that. Uh, we did get to see the uh, the Master Chief's panel. Uh, Steve Downs, he plays the, uh, the, the true Master Chief, not on this uh, Paramount uh, Plus Garbage TV show, which we've talked a little bit about in the past. Uh, the actual voice actor, he was a radio DJ for a, uh, a rock station, classic rock station in Chicago for years. And, uh, and it was cool to, uh, to see his panel, learn about his career. And uh, I had predicted already. I was telling Joe before they even asked the question. I was like, if somebody asked Steve Downs what his favorite Halo games are, he's going to say two that the fans are going to be strange with, uh, about. And it was Halo 4 and Halo Infinite. And I knew it because those, if you are a big Halo fan like I am, those are the two games where the Master Chief really has the most dialogue and some of the most profound dialogue. Uh, Gameplay-wise, I know a lot of people didn't like Halo 4, and the story was a little bit crazy, especially since they completely went um, off, off mission in Halo 5. But I really enjoyed Halo Infinite, and I did enjoy his dialogue and the performance that uh, 343 gave the Master Chief in that. I think that that's... That's an example of how you can give the Master Chief more humanity and emotion without making him seem weak and becoming Master Cheeks and being nude. And Master on, Cheeks. That's what everybody calls him because he was nude on the TV show. And I was like, come on, man. That's some bull crap. So uh, that was a great panel. I'm, uh, I'm sad to see that he's not the Master Chief in the show. I think not showing his face would have been cool and um, doing that. So <laughs> Armed Atlas says, y'all pirate the new Obi-Wan show yet. <laughs> No, no, Armed Atlas. We don't do anything like that. Um, but I have not seen it yet. I'm not really too excited to see it. I think that now as we, um, and I know we've always asked you guys, we give our our, our movie takes and things like that uh, every once in a while, which we do have a huge movie take yeah. today, which we're going to talk about later in our that pop culture section. Take, but it's a movie take. A movie, a, a, a take for a movie that's doing huge right now. Yeah, How so about that? Like, we're not saying anything super controversial <laughs> yeah, about like, it sucks. No, yeah, no, no. We're not doing anything. So, uh, yes, uh, Hail the Lord says he was a big fan of uh, of uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think uh, a little bit more time in the oven, the game would have been really perfect. I'd like to give their multiplayer a chance again. See if uh, Jeremy and the dudes want to play that sometime. But... Steve Downs was cool. That was pretty much our Friday. Uh, I didn't like how they organized the con, uh, the con lines when you waited for people. 
because we went into the um, into the auditorium where Steve Downs was going to be. Uh, we went to the panel before, which were a couple of voice actresses from Overwatch. I don't play Overwatch, but uh, they were in there. They were a little bit woke, which was pretty annoying, but I wasn't really paying attention to their panel. I was just there to get a good seat for the next one. Well, if you were in that panel in the hopes that you could stay in your seat to watch the next one, they booted everybody out, which I thought was pretty ridiculous. So after you know, watching this panel of two characters that we honestly don't really care about, then listening to them be woke and talk uh, garbage and all this stuff. Uh, they kicked us out. We had to get in line again in like this uh, six, six different lines basically to get back in. Luckily we were able to get decent seats again, but it was a pain in the butt uh, and definitely a complaint that I would have about the con. So uh, G web says, did we take any video of the con? Did they allow it? Yes, we did. Uh, will there be videos about that trip? I'm going to post as much good quality stuff as I can get. Um, we probably have more video from Train and Learn, I would say, than that. Just because part of it is it got so crowded that it was tough to film things. I do have pretty much some good clips from Gina Carano's uh, panel, but when recording from a cell phone, it's not that uh, it's not as good as it could be because I didn't have a chance to set I up our big camera. I actually got some good stuff with oh, you did? Gina, yeah. Okay. I did, and it was with the intention of putting it into video. Okay, so, perfect. Yes. There you go. Because I, I, I liked the I liked what she was saying. She was just uh, talking a lot of pro-freedom and, and just good, sensible, wonderful mm -hmm. things that I was just like, I didn't know she was so great. I really didn't. I, and I found out in the chat that she's actually very pro -gun, There you go. So it's more, more to love. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, we may post some raw stuff, uh, G-Webs, just so you guys can see what it was like. Uh, it was a good time. We got to see the original Batmobile from the 1960s uh, Batman flicks. There were uh, the Lotus of the Lotus cars from um, from James Bond. The original DB5 was there from James Bond as well. There was a Star Wars kind of cantina, Moss Eisley area set up in the back of the con. And pretty much, I don't know if... Uh, all the Star Wars, the best Star Wars and Mandalorian cosplayers uh, congregated there. So there were always a few Darth Vaders. There were a few of the Mandalorians, um, other types of Mandalorians, um, a lot of Boba Fett derivatives. We saw some crazy stuff like a Hello Kitty Mandalorian. That was the, that. one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, but the dude was rocking it. <laughs> and uh, he did a good job, whether it's in your taste or not. He did great. And... It was just, uh, it was great to see that. It was great to see people not afraid of COVID anymore. Uh, definitely nobody cared about that. Uh, you know, there were a few people wearing masks every once in a while, but for the most part, everybody accepted. We're in a con, there's going to be a crap load of people. And I think this was the first year where finally everybody, not just people like us in the freedom movement who've been going to events now for almost since like six months after the uh, pandemic began, so almost a year and a half now, it was the first time that I think all the normies kind of went out and they were totally cool and having a good time. And that's why the event was so insane on the second day. So on the second day, mind you, each day, what were we doing before we went to the con? We would go to... Uh, riding Velocicoaster? Yeah, that's pretty much what we were doing there. So we would go to Universal Studios, uh, Islands of Adventure every day before the con, the first day, Joe had to work, so I went to Universal by myself, rode Velocicoaster like three or four times. Uh, the next day, or actually, I only wrote one time that day. We wrote it like four times together the next day. 
Uh, so we we're making the most of the trip. We love the parks and everything like that. Uh, I'd love to go with joint three POs at the park sometimes because uh, uh, we have a great time. And I'm a huge. You guys know how much of a nerd of roller coasters I am. Our regular listeners. So I in go case, on in case tangents, you don't know. In, in case you guys about really them. don't know, he actually like knows like all the manufacturers, every type of roller coaster. He knows like. I mean, the guy, you could, he could talk to you about roller coasters he hasn't even been on in, in parts like halfway <laughs> across the country. He, no, he can even talk to you about the freaking roller coasters in um, Germany. I am dying to go to Germany, by the way. Like, if we ever mm-hmm. go on a, to a trip, we're going to Germany Land. to go Fantasia Land because I want to go on. Is that the one with Fly? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so I watch his stuff, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, very cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, people were happy. There were a lot of, uh, a lot of different celebrities there too, that, uh, people liked, obviously the aforementioned Gina, we, uh, Brendan Fraser was great to see again. I didn't know that happened to Brendan Fraser, by the way. Yeah. He's been through a lot, uh, you know, physical abuse and things like that. So it's crazy to hear a little bit about his story, <coughs> excuse me, how he came back from it and now how he's, uh, trying to make his comeback in his career. Um, in the showbiz. So it was cool. And somebody brought the book of the dead from the mummy on stage and he totally played along with it and was like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, don't open it. And, uh, it was fun. It was fun to see him and uh, a lot of other celebrities that, uh, you know, I enjoyed watching their movies when I was growing up. So, you know, I'm not a big celebrity person, but it's, it's uh, cool to hear some of those stories. So, uh, what else did you like, Joe? Um, I bought a lot of cute stuff. I What'd literally bought a purse that was made out like <coughs> a piece of bread purse. Oh my gosh, that's right, the toast. Yes, I don't even know where it is. I don't know where any of my stuff is that I bought. So. Ooh, that's not good. Um, and yes, and and just be- getting to hang out actually with a lot of the um people that we've met in the chats for. And we were just fans of Geeks and Gamers. So it's mm-hmm. really cool to just meet people that you talk to online all the time and get to put a f- human face to, to yep. those people's names. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's again, it's kind of like when we've gone to our, uh, our Second Amendment events where you just see how good, how, uh, how good normal people are. I, I should just say not being out on the Internet, not seeing Twitter, being exposed to all the crap that we see every day. And just being able to sit down, talk to people about the things that you enjoy, that you care about, and uh, and share that experience, I thought was really awesome. And then, uh, obviously, getting to meet uh, Johnny, uh, who has become one of my best friends, I would say, uh, recently. We play a lot of video games. We talk about guns. Uh, Johnny just bought a Scar H, uh, and I'm totally jealous about it, but that's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy that uh, he's been able to do that and uh, that he's doing well. And, uh, and uh, being able to meet everyone else, you know, Jeremy, Ryan, Krista, uh, Steph, uh, they're all great people, and uh, I'm really going to appreciate working, uh, working on them. Uh, Hail, Hail the Lore says, when did you guys kind of notice the leftist and right stuff? So I've always been a conservative growing up. My dad was in the Navy for, you know, 25 years. I've lived in, um, lived in Japan. I was born in Puerto Rico. And so I've always kind of been exposed to the conservative side of politics, but uh, I was a neocon. So I was totally about, you know, everybody and everybody of that's our regular listeners has heard this story probably a million times, but I was like pro Iraq war. There's weapons of mass destruction there, all that stuff um, pro Patriot act. And um, 
I was pretty young. I was like in high school, a freshman when that, all that stuff was going on. And then over the years, as I've learned more and more about history, about uh, our rights, I've become more and more libertarian. I'm probably not where Ripa is at this point where he's pretty much an anarcho-capitalist. I think I'm like on that uh, libertarian conservative like borderline there when it comes to certain things. But uh, my perspective really changed in the last few years uh, when... I mean, for 10 years, I've kind of been seeing all this stuff and I've been upset about a lot of things that were going on in society. But at the same time, I, I grew up watching shows like Top Shot on the Discovery Channel, Tales of the Gun on the History Channel, uh, all these different shows and uh, seeing kind of a renaissance and a golden age of gun rights and gun videos on YouTube, especially early on in the early in the 2000s and going up to the early 2010s. So I was kind of in this freedom bubble. A lot of my friends were pretty conservative and pro-gun. My older friends went and fought in the war, uh, the war on terror, came back and taught me how to shoot AKs and AR-15s and all that stuff. Uh, my dad was in the military, so even though we didn't own guns growing up, because uh, in Puerto Rico there really isn't a history of gun ownership, there a tradition. Um, we were always pro-freedom, pro-gun. But again, I shifted more libertarian, I saw what the Republicans did here after Parkland where they enacted red flag laws. They increased the age of gun ownership and uh, made some um, certain gun parts illegal. Uh, and it was a betrayal. And I saw, oh, okay, so now the Republicans here, they don't care about our rights either. Uh, you see Republicans, too, uh, blame violent video games for gun violence. So now you've got the two things that I really care about uh, being assaulted by the party that I thought was for the Constitution and for uh, the Second Amendment, for the First Amendment, freedom of speech. And I saw, oh, this is just a game. These people really don't care about any of this. They're detached from it. And that kind of started our journey into becoming Second Amendment advocates, getting into all of this and trying to incorporate what we enjoy into, into what we do. So since then, I mean, I've noticed the... I've noticed all the wokeness and the trash and entertainment. We talk about it pretty regularly on this show uh, as well. What we think about what uh, a lot of our favorite franchises just being gutted and killed uh, means. Uh, that's not necessarily the primary part of this show, but we've gone more and more and uh, delved into the cultural war issues, uh, especially over the last year or so. But I mean, uh, that's pretty much kind of our, our origin story. Joe came from a family that's decidedly anti-gun. and, and you want me to let me talk? Go, yeah, it? go for okay, it. Okay, so I grew up, I said this briefly, I grew up very uh, Democrat, I guess, because that's what happens when you are an immigrant to this country. My whole family uh, come f were immigrants. Mm -hmm. I, I was born in New York, but um, my older sibling uh, was not. Mm -hmm. um, my mom's... My mom's from Colombia. My dad's from the Dominican Republic. And it's just a weird thing that happens culturally where, you know, I grew up super Hispanic. English is my second language, even though I was born here. Um, but my entire life, like half, you know, one of the, sh the things that happens on the show is Joe doesn't know anything, any references to 80s and 90s movies because I never watched any of that. <laughs> I missed it because I was too busy being super Hispanic, I guess, and watching Saul Gigante every Saturday. and and um, you know, all these Hispanic novelas. Yeah. Yeah, novelas. Like I can tell you, like I watched Marimar and all this stuff and Maria del Barrio. And like, I, that's what I grew up watching. Like I'm super, like I go to my parents' house, like 
and the TV's on Telemundo and Univision, and we watch, I grew up watching news in those languages, and it's very different. It's actually, like, it's funny once, like, I leave that bubble and I came back, and I remember sitting there, and I was just like, holy crap, this is so biased. Like, mm -hmm. this is not even trying to not be biased. Like, wow. Um, and I think it's like I had to kind of, like, grow up and figure things out on my own because I mean, I definitely voted. Like I remember like, it's so weird that I see like the youth of now. Mm -hmm. um, it was some, some shtick on some show where like they go around and ask people who were like, there were actually kids who graduated from high school that yeah. they went around and asked them. And they were like, do you know who the president was before Obama? And they were like, oh, uh. or like I see online, like there was this oh thing of people who are getting tattoos, um, I guess Stranger Things, the new season came out, mm -hmm. and I guess it's very good. So I guess I'm gonna have to watch it. I guess maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I have I didn't I skipped last season, so I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but kids nowadays are, are there's a trend where people are getting tattoos like Eleven on the show where she's got a Eleven obviously because she was dehumanized, be, you know, and she was a number. And it's like there's a lot of like callbacks to, um, you know, the Holocaust and whatnot, and they actually apparently filmed something one of the scenes in one of the concentration camps which i think was really mm -hmm. interesting um i don't think it's interesting that that in lithuania i think it was um i don't think it's it's cool that they turned that concentration camp or <clears throat> that site into a stranger things airbnb which is very weird mm -hmm. i just read that this week and i'm just like what the crap but anyway that fits right along with what i'm about to say so uh these bunch of this trend where bunch of teenagers are getting tattoos of numbers on their arm because of the show. And then there's um, people of Jewish descent that are offended by that, or at least want to educate people. That's like, you know, that's a thing from like the Holocaust and like Auschwitz. And they're mm -hmm. like, legit people had no idea in the oh comment section gosh. on Twitter. They're like, I'm blaming my, my education because I had no idea. I'm like, what are these people doing? What are these people doing? I am, was I just a nerd that I like actually listened to what the teachers were teaching me? Like, no, they just teach, they teach less and less. I don't know if yeah. that's true. I don't know if that's true. I just think people are just dumb. How do you not know who the, pre who the president was? How do you not know who the president was before the last president? Like that, you were alive. I know. I was a child and I remember that Dole went against Clinton. Like, not only do I remember that president, I remember who the opposition was. Mm-hmm. I went to the polls with my parents. Like people are just not involved. Like no. that's so strange. But even then I was a Democrat and, you know, I grew up with that mentality of Republicans don't like you. Um, Republicans are racist. Mm -hmm. The Democrats are a friend. They have your back and all this stuff. And I'm like, once I grew up and started working and paying taxes, I started working at a very early age, um, went to college and all that and started paying back my loans and, Paying, uh, working really hard and I went, gosh, this sucks. Mm -hmm. um, and then the more and more I learned and just figured it out on my own that maybe I'm not a Democrat, but then maybe I'm not a Republican either. So I'm like, where the hell does that leave me? So I am very much politically homeless. I'm, um, I guess, very extremist when it comes to some views. Um, I'm still very much an animal rights an activist, which is, but I'm very libertarian about it because I just don't care if you care that way i just treat and them Joe's okay with hunting and i'm okay with hunting now that i understand it more mm -hmm. so it's very weird i'm just very much not don't really fit in when it comes to guns i have always wanted to be 
I don't know. How do I say this? I always have believed in self-defense. Um, I took martial arts when I was younger. Uh, I did Taekwondo. I got out of it because it just was too time consuming, but I've always wanted to get back into it. I'm going to get back into it actually. I've been talking to Kendra quite a bit. Oh man. Well, she texted me today. I forgot Ooh. to tell you. So I'm going to do it. Um, I'm she getting back into it. She's a beast. Yeah. And she's my inspiration. So the next phase for uh, Joe will be, um, I will be doing a variety of hand-to-hand combat skills because I just, I, I just believe wholeheartedly that women need to have those skills um, to be able to, let's face it. We're not, Physically, we're not equivalent to men, and I'm sorry if you're gonna anyone thinks that's really misogynistic of me to say, but I'm like it's I'm a biologist, I, I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. That's what I studied. So I think it's ridiculous when people can't even define a woman or think it's misogynistic to say that human bodies are different or that somebody who's grew up and with testosterone is not going to be physically far superior mm-hmm. to me because I don't have that. So screw people um, for being stupid, but that, and not facing reality of what it is. So with that being said, I believe that women should take it upon themselves to train themselves, whether it be with, you know, if they don't feel comfortable with guns and a lot of women don't, at least encourage them to go and take some kind of hand-to-hand combat or get into BJJ Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Cause I just, you know, that's just what I believe in. So, of course, with that mentality of that's always how I've wanted to be, um, that was just part of who I was. When Rolla was like, you want to shoot guns? I'm like, hell yeah. It was like <laughs> a third date. Yep. And he had a 45, and that was my first gun that I shot was a 45. I loved it. Got out of the lane when we finished um, shooting, and I went to the counter. Had no idea what I was doing. I said, can I buy a gun, please? And, he, you know, they, they hand you the different guns, and you're supposed to, like, crack it and check it out and like dry fire and see if you like it. I was just like, I just held it in my hands like this. And I'm like, this one, please. No idea what I was doing. Bought the gun, uh, waited a week for those people who don't know. You do not buy a gun just willy nilly and get it right away. You have to go actually through go through check. a background check. Those do exist for those who don't know. And some they states do have exist. waiting periods like Florida. Uh, Florida has a waiting period. We had a waiting period. I waited, went back and picked it up. And, um, Proceeded to get training, get my CCW class and all that and educate myself because I think that is the responsible thing to do. So, mm-hmm. and that's my story. And right now I'm very politically homeless still. And I kind of very much align. I think I'm a little bit more uh, leaning anarcho-capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much align with what Ripa says a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. So I'm very, I think, uh, like Mises, Mises Libertarian. Yeah, yeah, Mises Caucus. Libertarian, but I also don't just want to pigeonhole myself and because I'm very still, um, I don't think they have an answer that I like for everything. So I just basically am going to, on the next election, go for the people who are the most aligned with freedom because just because someone's a certain party doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that's our background. There you go. Cool stuff. G-Web's in the chat says... I had to stop martial arts because they couldn't afford to keep replacing all the stuff I would break by punching or kicking it. I could see that. <laughs> oh man, we miss you, G Webs. So that was the uh, the MegaCon experience. We got uh, we hung out at City Walk with G and G, the G and G crew, and uh, all the other uh, fans of their stuff and uh, other members like us had a good time, and we got rained out. It was funny. Ryan made fun of us for 
uh, breaking out with a poncho after the initial rainstorm. But guess what? After we walked out of that uh, overhang, guess soaked. who got soaked? Ryan got freaking Always soaked. Always be to prepared. The so we were sitting there with our ponchos. We were barely wet. And uh, Joe had pulled through there, and we were pretty happy about that. So that was a funny moment that I won't forget. So Ryan can make fun of my Super Mar- my uh, Nintendo jacket, but uh, he got soaked, and I'm not the one who wore a chicken suit. So yeah. <laughs> I still got that going on. So, by the way, I, I really I've I've grew up as a vegetarian and and was a vegan for many years, and I will say that I've never ever 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 been judgmental. And um, all my normie friends always would make a comment and say that you are the most normal vegan I've ever met, and I take that as a compliment because you can do whatever you want. I just that's just how I that's part of my weapons and. Being a vegetarian or my religion, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about, it's a weird combination, but yeah, you do you. I don't mind. And I understand the life cycle of, you know, circle of life and all that. I just, at this point, I've just been doing it since I was 12. So I just can't stop, I guess. But if it, it just, it is what it is. It's just, mm-hmm. I like the little furry things, <laughs> feathery things. I had oh, pets. Man. I had pet duck growing up, so is that really that surprising? No, not at all. I get it. Yeah. All right. So uh, after that, we came back from Orlando. Uh, obviously, it was a great trip. We were uh, super excited uh, since we'd gotten the news at that point that uh, Jeremy wanted us on. But it was right back to the grind. Joe went back to work after a couple of days. We hit the road to St. Louis, and uh, man, that was a hell of a trip. Yeah. I have not. For somebody that uh, I consider myself like a huge patriot, I love the U.S., I've probably been more outside of the U.S. because of my dad's career in the military and other trips than I have through the U.S. itself. So it was a treat for me. I hadn't gone on a long road trip like that in more than a decade. And, uh, yeah, we drove about uh, 14, 15 hours in Nashville. Uh, Didn't really do anything there, but got to see uh, Broadway and all the cool stuff there. Nashville seems like a pretty awesome place to hang out. Then from there, we went the next day to St. Louis and pretty much got there right when Train and Learn was starting. I mean, we were like 10 minutes late. Yeah, we walked through the doors and they were sitting everyone down in the classroom for uh, that session. So for those of you that don't know, Train and Learn is a three-day event just outside of St. Louis uh, run by Kevin Dixie. It is a kind of a a Second Amendment business and uh, advocate development event. So first night, you're there in the evening from about 4 to 9 o'clock at night doing classroom uh, workshops. So you have professionals in the industry. Uh, We had some social media influencers there, business owners, uh, members of of 2A companies like Brownells and USCCA there uh, give presentations on social media development, business, all that good stuff. So it was interesting for us to sit in on that. Uh, it was good to uh, talk to everyone there, all of our good friends. Unfortunately, Tony and Argo J couldn't make it this year, but uh, we had uh, a ton of other people there, and we had a great time that first night. We uh, hit the hay the first night, and the second day is where you have your classes out in the field. So uh, Rob is a gentleman that owns Rob's Gun Shop. He owns this um, almost like a Discovery Zone kind of place out there attached to the gun shop. So it's really awesome to see a family fun center. And it literally has a side door to a gun shop right next to it. 
So that's it. those are their two businesses. It's really cool. Uh, they had laser tag and things like that. I'm not sure if anybody played some laser tag, but it was open to us. We had the they, entire. I saw they open. took footage of obviously they were not playing laser tag. They were uh, unloaded, but they took some carbines into the laser tag. Oh, room. they did photo yes, shoot inside they, the laser yes, tag course. It was really cool. It was like uh, had neon lights. So uh, visuals by Jay. Um, set that up and it was cool. really cool footage. does he have those on ig yeah. i'd actually like to show yeah. those and check those out because i think it's really awesome to uh <clears throat> excuse me to see you know so many people don't understand that the gun culture uh is a very important part of basically every place outside of the urban centers in the united states so to see that they've got a business that literally is a family fun center and a gun shop attached to one another and that not be anything weird. Nobody think that that's like, oh my gosh, what is this? This is like terrible parenting or anything like that. No, this is part of life in Missouri and in so many other states in the United States uh, that we take for granted. So that was the other thing. It was so cool to drive through Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. Uh, we went through a part of Illinois, which I was unhappy about because I didn't remember whether Illinois had an assault weapons ban or not. And we were driving with AR-15s uh, in, in the back of the car. And a ton of ammo for training. Yeah, so I was just like, drive slow. Yeah, so, but it was also sad to see so many dead towns that you can see the industry left either because, you know, jobs got outsourced overseas or an industry died off because of a new advancement. So it really was like seeing the history of America driving through uh, on this trip. And it was, it was fascinating. I loved it. And uh, it was also sad to see some of those places. But... Second day, that's when we do all the cool training. So we had four training sessions. We had a pistol, a, a rifle a class, hand-to-hand -hand combat, and first aid trauma training. So all of them were really cool. Believe it or not, I think that the trauma training and the first aid, I mean, uh, the trauma training, first aid, and the hand-to-hand -hand combat were the most fun. Akil Bay, if you guys know him from um, Light Fighter 365, is that what it is? Yes. And we've had him on the show before. We've had him on the show. Yes. Well, we had him on the show during Solution or something. Correct. He hasn't yes. been on um, Yeah, for a, full, for a real episode, yeah. Real episode. Well, a real, a full episode, a, a remote episode. episode. Yes. So that was pre-recorded, but uh, he's fantastic. Taught us a lot of cool stuff. Gave us some trauma kits to try out. Uh, taught us how to properly apply tourniquets. How to seal wounds. How to stuff uh, a hole. Yeah, yeah. How to stuff, uh, you know, if you have like an a arterial, piece of, arterial. Um, yeah, you've got bleed. something blown up and you've got an artery uh, wound in Just there. Just stick how a to thumb in it. it, guys. Yeah, stick a thumb in it. That's how you do it. And uh, then uh, fit and fight training. Yes, fit to fight training. Fit to fight. They actually have an event. I wish I could find it. Um, coming up in a few weeks. And they are the coolest hand-to-hand -hand, uh, trainers I've ever met. I've, and I'm spelling it wrong. Fit to fight. I'm not going to find it. I found it. <laughs> um, they just have a website, fittofight.com. It's them. I want to say it's them. Um, but they do have some three-day event. And um, I got to talk to them for a little while. And um, one of the girl trainers was... Uh, very just said the kind of the same thing of what Kendra said. She was basically like, just, just start taking classes. It doesn't matter what it is. Like just move from different, um, move to different, what's the called of uh, different, what's called disciplines. disciplines. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, because you're going to get something out of everything. So 
you know, there's weaknesses to every discipline. So your best behoves you to just try and take different ones. Ooh, Captain yes, GM Reed has joined the fight on Twitch. <laughs> Sorry, I get the Twitch uh, notifications here too. So that's yeah. uh, the Master Chief popping up there. They taught us some like wrestling moves and, and you know, it's a combination of, I asked her, what, what did we learn today? She's like, it's a combination of wrestling and, and MMA. And she's like, that's just, you know, I think I was stressed out about like, well, which one do I take? Like, do I take this or do <laughs> I take that? And she's like, just take, start taking stuff. Just and do it. Just, gonna, just do it. Get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I thought they were really cool. I think uh, Jay's got this cool video from the event. It might have licensed music, so I can't uh, play it out loud on YouTube. But we'll give you kind of a montage of some of the stuff that happened at uh, the Train and Learn. Was that visuals by Jay? Yeah, this is visuals by Jay. So Phoenix Ammunition, uh, Justin Nazroff, good, great friend of ours of the show. He's been on a couple of times. Hey, let's back my head. Yeah, there you go. We'll sponsor the event. Uh, and man, we got a ton of ammo from that. It was great. Carolina Custom Foams, Pete. Another great had, friend of ours. We've had Pete on the show, right? Uh, no, we haven't. What was the one crap? Of the last, yeah, we haven't. We uh, talked to him at Train and Learn, but um, I, we gotta have we gotta have Pete on. That's Pete yeah. right there. He's amazing. He does custom uh foam. Hey, it's us. Hey, cool. <laughs> uh, nice. I didn't know we were in there. I didn't know. Either. And that's Rob's gun shop. Yeah, so it's all attached to that that's uh, Rob. office that we saw. They uh, I saw um, Anthony in that clip. That mm-hmm. was uh, Anthony from. Uh, that's Kevin Dixie, the man himself. Oh my God. Tactical, Tactical life. life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, another sponsor. They brought all their, um, their guns out there and I actually got to shoot his full auto a Glock and a, um, yes, oh they God, have this. They this. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Roy from Brown was there. Hey, oh, wait. wow. Yeah. Was, you've been, you're mean. in a lot of clothes. Cool. There we go with the wrestling. What was her name? Was her name Amber? Yes. Her name was, was Amber. really cool. That's, um, mm-hmm. Ken Scott. Yes. Provectus group was there. There's That's Justin. Justin. Cool. This is a great video. It is a great video. That was video. Isaac from uh, Guns for Everyone. Guns for Everyone. That was mm-hmm. Kendra right there. there Hustle was, Queen. Uh, that was a keel training on uh, That was trauma. my gun case just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's you again. <laughs> LARPing my plate carrier. Oh, man. That's Jesus shooting the, uh, the M60, I think, one-handed. Those are all the sponsors, man. That, that was, was a great. Really good video, that was a Jay. great video, yeah. Jay. Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, check out Visuals that, by Jay. Was that on IG? Yeah, that's on IG. Visuals yeah, by right. Jay on IG. He's great. He uh, does great. Uh, he's a photographer and videographer. Works for Provectus Group, and with uh, Kevin Dixie all the time. So he does uh, a lot of car videos, tuner cars, and uh, and gun training. So awesome stuff. That was really good. So, yeah, that was a taste of kind of what we had there. I've got a video myself on IG. I got to shoot. Uh, so pretty much we had those four sessions on Saturday. And on Sunday is basically content creation day. You can do whatever you want. So Tactical Life brought all their cool toys. They're a local uh, AR manufacturer down here in South Florida. They make a great uh, basically takedown AR that you can easily fold up, put it in a bag, and it's ready to go. Really awesome uh, piece of equipment. They make a lot of regular uh, duty AR-15, so your standard, you know, 16-inch uh, to rifle length down to pistol AR pistols. They've got 9mm AR pistol style weapons as well. They make a lot of awesome suppressors. Uh, so we're uh, hoping to check out their 
shop and factory down here in Davie soon and uh, film some content with them. Uh, we shot their full auto M16 last year in our intro video for the show just before it, it shows our name. That was Joe shooting that gun. And this year, there was a gentleman called Machine Gun Mike that came. He's got uh, Bat, He's Batcave, a bat, Batcave Tactical or whatever. Batcave Ballistics. Batcave Ballistics. So he brought a uh, he brought some of the greatest machine guns and obscure guns that you could he ever want to shoot. Yeah, he had a mod deuce. He had full auto scars. He had a full auto aug, uh, MP fives, M two four nine. Yeah, he had M two four nine. He had an M sixty. Pretty much anything that you could uh, want. Now you had to pay to shoot those, but I thought it was worth it. And uh, Johnny, being such a good friend of mine. Uh, over the last few months, I was like, I got to shoot the AUG, man, because that's that's his gun. That's his favorite gun, and he owns an AUG. So I uh, I got to shoot the full auto AUG. It was it was freaking awesome. I really I really loved it. Uh, so I've got that on a reel, don't I, in the, on IG? Oh, do you? I do. So I'll bring that one up here. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a very cool gun to shoot. So <laughs> super loud. Sorry about that. It wasn't loud to me at all. Oh, it wasn't? No. Man, you must be deaf. That was awesome. Well, I live with you, <laughs> I so know. I'm not surprised. That, like, bl- that deafened me. So that was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it's got a cool trigger. It doesn't have a fire selector to switch from semi to full auto. It uh, pretty much, if you do a short pull, it's a single shot. If you do a long pull, it's full automatic. So really, really awesome. Uh, Awesome firearm. I really enjoyed uh, using it. But yeah, that was uh, that was train and learn. We got to, there were fireworks. There was a freaking fireworks show that was like oh better than gosh, the 4th of like July pro- show. Yeah, oh it was God. professional, almost professional. We sat around a bonfire. Those that wanted to go and uh, not participate in the bourbon and cigar uh, smoking affair, which we did, uh, got to shoot night vision if they wanted to. So that was just, it was great. And being out in the middle of nowhere, in Missouri, you can see all the stars, and and uh, it was just fantastic. Just being able to bond with people, shoot guns, uh, smoke cigars, and have some drinks. It really is a good time, and uh, just celebrating your freedom that way. Yeah, I have a video. Justin sent me a video of me shooting the uh, the Glock eighteen in the uh, macro. I was called the macaroni chassis. Yeah, <laughs> the macaroni. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that thing was beastly, and he Rollo looked at me afterwards. He was like. As soon as I finish, he's like, what'd you think? And I'm like, I want one. But I've been, I like, I think that's awesome. I think the the Micro-Roni chassis was really cool to begin with. I checked mm-hmm. it out when we went to SHOT Show and priced it out, but I don't own any Glocks. So um, that's one of the reasons I didn't get it. Yep. Mark Reed in the chat, it was nice meeting you there too. He said, TNL was so awesome and it was a pleasure meeting you both. Thank you, man. It was great. Uh, yeah, it was just great to meet so many other cool people there. A lot of new faces this time around. Uh, we had the first like strange experience that I've never had in my life there where somebody was like, I meet? recognized your voice. Oh yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this gentleman named the refrigerator. He's a gunsmith out of, uh, Atlanta. Fridge. He was like fridge. He's a cool guy. He was uh, like, I, I, rem- I recognize your voice. You guys are locked and loaded Latinos. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, and crazy, but it was cool. He was like, yeah, I listened to your guys' show. The reason I'm here is because I heard about uh, how you guys said it was a great event last year. Yeah, so. you actually listened to our review of last year and 
that helped him make a decision to go. And by the way, tickets are now available for the 2023 Train and Learn event. Yeah, let's post it You can go to there. the real, wait, no, nootherchoice.com. Yes, mm-hmm. it's nootherchoice.com. Um, and if you go under the training, you can find uh, the event is already listed. We are going to be signing up for it um, because now it's just, it's just one of those things that just feels like home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to be a, what's it called, a, a firearms instructor ever. Um, and some of the classes may not apply to me, like the the classroom setting stuff. But even from a business perspective, a lot of the things that are said or taught are very useful. So it doesn't matter what you do. Um, like Mike Bauer from USCC had a very positive um, class on how to visualize your goals and go for them. And he told his story of how he basically does what he does and I thought it was very good. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, last year we had a lot of people go out to do more technical things. Like that's actually how we learned how to put our podcast, um, step our game up and the equipment that we have. And we Mm -hmm. have a very professional setup. Um, thanks to, uh, Sean Heron from his, uh, Oh my God. We like shooting. Thank you. Sorry. I know that. Um, and I'm always grateful for that because it just took our audio game up to the next level. So it was very helpful. We, if you want to learn how to make a website, last year they had somebody teaching how to make websites and mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. There was a, um, this year they were talking a lot about like if you uh, do sales of things, like what's the best way to, you know, providers of, 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 of what's it called, credit card companies and things like that that are pro-freedom and pro, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So you're not going to get canceled if you or, or lose your content or lose your products and all that stuff. So it's, it's very useful information. And then honestly, the, ne- the next two days are just freaking epic. So yeah. um, the networking there is great too, because I think sometimes we, we were so fortunate in our second amendment. Um, I guess what you want to say, our second amendment advocacy that we've kind of been thrown in and become friends with people who are pretty active and, and, and important within the advocacy community uh, we never take that for granted, but a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you know, Kevin Dixie, or, you know, this person. And we're like, yeah, doesn't um, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys are friends with Jared from guns and gadgets or whatever. And, uh, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, these are people that we become friends with. We've gone to events with, um, Joe's best friend is Beth Alcazar, the editor at large of USCCA magazine. Uh, they talk about video games and play borderlands together. So. Uh, we've been really fortunate with the people that we've met and some of the connections that we've made and the friendships that we have. So we see a different perspective kind of within the gun space and it's been very encouraging and positive for us. Um, and honestly, that's why I encourage anybody to get into this community, go to events like train and learn because you build a camaraderie there that you're not going to get anywhere else. And it's a place where you're around other normal people from all works of life, all races, colors, and creeds. And you're there because you want to better yourself. And you're there because you have a love for firearms and learning how to shoot them and up your game in the second amendment community. And even if you're not somebody in that space, because we don't have a second amendment business, I guess, so to speak, I mean, we do this, um, the podcast and we do our streaming. So we're advocates in that sense. It was still uh, pretty useful for us. And honestly, being able to pick the brains of some people that are extremely successful and prominent trainers, people who have uh, big businesses and do a lot of media appearances and training like uh, Jarrah Hutchins. Um, it's just really awesome uh, that we've been uh, exposed to that. And Jarrah Hutchins, um, 
her her cousin is actually an anime voice actress. Yes. So it's actually crazy how small the world is. And she told us the story of how she went to visit her cousin at a, at a con. What was her cousin's name? God, how I don't want to. I don't want to say her. <laughs> okay, yeah. Name. Like, let's not put That's that true. out there. But uh, anyway, she went to a con and she didn't realize uh, Jared well, being totally in the gun her. world. Yeah. That all these people were waiting for a meet and greet with her cousin, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's cool the people that you meet and the stories that you hear. Hail the Laura in the chat says, "You guys know a thing or two about guns. What movie has the most accurate gun performance to you guys?" So this is actually a conversation that many people have had. I know, and I think the consensus was Heat was one of the best. Um, yeah, he is definitely one of yeah, the best. Yeah, and the most accurate. And by the way, once you start learning more about guns, movies tend to start becoming unintentional comedies because the like sounds that guns make, the things that they do, like. Nah, most like 90% of movies that have guns, totally inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what movie Die, Hard, Die Hard's not bad either. Die Hard's not bad, yeah. Die Hard's not bad. Um, Terminator 2 actually is underrated, but very good when it comes to guns, and especially how they work. Uh, one scene in particular, not exactly a gun scene, it's the grenade launcher. Um, you know, when all the police officers are outside of Cyberdyne and... Uh, I think it's just before the Terminator unleashes the minigun and is uh, able to unload lead without killing anybody. Uh, There's a grenade launcher that gets shot, and you can see the grenade hits the window of the car, breaks through because that glass wasn't enough to set off the detonator, and that flies through the glass and blows up. So uh, John Wick, in some cases, is because when you see how Keanu has trained, you can see that he actually can use a gun that way. Where I would say it's unrealistic is I don't possibly believe that that many other trained people would not be able to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but could you do that with guns? Sure. Or is everybody going to act like an NPC and allow themselves to get shot so easily? I, I don't think so, but whatever. Obviously, the scene with Common in the subway station in the second John Wick movie is total BS. Suppressors are... Are not very, are not very quiet. Yes, that is just I, absolute BS. I like, was just I, for the uneducated on this. Suppressors they basically keep you from losing your hearing. And yes, depending on if you use subsonic ammo, yeah, it can you be also, super quiet. But it can be super quiet. But you still, it's still super loud. It just doesn't hurt your ears. Yeah, you know. So I mean, uh, it, it's still we had um, one of uh, one of our friends at Train to Learn was putting a suppressor on his HK pistol. And he hadn't used that suppressor before, so he was like, I'm going to shoot it without ear pro to see how it is. So I took off my hearing protection I put mine and on. listened to it, and it was still stung. Like, it was still, like, a really high-pitched sound that you'd get out of that. So, uh, because the bullet itself, if it's not a subsonic bullet, meaning it's not going to break the speed of sound, it's going to have that crack when the bullet breaks through the sound barrier. G-Web's in the chat says, no movie has accurate portrayals of the effect of gunfire. There are never explosions in real life. Yes, that's true, too. Usually things explode, even cars. If you shoot the gas tank of a car, it's probably not going to blow up at I all. I mean, I found out. Okay, so like it may I... get on fire, but... I found out in the real life uh, that cars don't explode when they're on fire like they do yeah. movies because there was actually a car on fire right next to my car last year. And I don't, I don't know if I talked about this in the show. I might have. Mm-hmm. And I ran into the parking garage like an idiot and tried to save my car because I saw the car on the other side of the, mm-hmm. the car melting. The, it was a Range Rover on fire. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not dealing with this. So I jumped in my car like an idiot. And the whole time I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die because this thing's about to blow up. And then afterwards, Roland was like, what? 
one, yes, you were an idiot. You probably should have risked your life for that. You could have caught it on fire. Uh, and two, c- that doesn't actually happen. Cars don't actually explode. Mm-hmm. So movie portrayals of things often are not accurate, mm-hmm. as I found out. Yep. And again, G Web says uh, it's talking about you know the effects of gunshots. Two gunshot wounds don't look the way that they're usually portrayed. Uh, I think you know with all the terrible things that have been happening these last few weeks. And Joe Biden saying ridiculous things like a nine millimeter will blow your lung out yes. of the body. Um, you know, people have posted what a gunshot looks like when they go hunting or things like that. And it does not look like what people think. Now, obviously, seeing people that, you know, were killed or things like that, that's a traumatic experience. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to see uh, blood and other liquids. That's It's going to be horrifying. But they don't blow people up, especially not the guns that pretty much most people use for self-defense uh, and the ammunition they're going to use. Uh, movies don't really portray that well at all. Movies kind of go the gamut of making guns seem like they're highly explosive to making guns seem like they don't do anything at all sometimes. Um, so you My favorite get uh, ridiculous extreme. movie is a movie I love very much. Um, what was the one with the Kate Beckinsale when she's a vampire? Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Underworld. Underworld. So there's a she scene, had those Glock 18s She had those Glock movie. 18s and she's shooting... Like she's the lichens are coming at her. I've seen this movie like a thousand times. The lichens are coming at her down this hallway, and she has nowhere to go. So she takes her uh, two mm-hmm. Glock 18s and shoots in a circle around her. And first of all, uh, you know she never changes her mags. She just keeps shooting. And I'm just like, how many freaking shots was that? That's definitely not accurate. Mm-hmm. And she shot through the floor, and the floor fall like she her perfect little circle falls. So not possible. <laughs> like not possible. One, you would have run out of ammo. Two, that just wouldn't have happened. So, like, sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, it was made for a cool last scene. Yeah. So right and those Glock 18s are freaking amazing, too. I don't think she could. You can't shoot that one-handed. No way. Even, like, a lot of the guys were shooting one-handed. And even Justin, who, Is from jacked. Phoenix Ammo, he's jacked. He does MMA fighting and, and shit like that. He trains he's all the BJJ time. fighter. Yeah. He even, like, got pushed back by it. And, you know, he's a strong guy. Obviously, it's not going to, like, do anything like that. But... You could see that he had to press himself and be like, oh, yeah, this recoil is crazy. And it's not that the kick from 9 millimeter is more than like an AR-15 or an M16 like we shot that was full auto there or even the AUG. It's that it's a smaller the package. rate of fire from that 9 millimeter, and you do have to understand, too, a 9 millimeter bullet, uh, on average, weight, it's 115 grain bullet. So bullets have different weights to them. I can't really give you a reference to what a grain is in actual pounds and ounces. Somebody in the chat can do that. You can look it up. But a 9 millimeter is usually 115 grains. Your average AR round is going to be 55 to like 72 grains. So, or 77 grain, I'm sorry, I believe. And uh, so that amount of momentum that's coming out is, is you know, different. You have do more you have mass the video? down um, If you signal it to yourself on your computer. You have the video on your oh, phone the, uh, yeah, of I'm me sure. shooting the, uh, Glock the Glock 18, 18 in, the, yeah. in the macaroni chassis. In the macaroni chassis. And you can actually see in the video, like, I I anchor myself, and I still get have to, like, Joe fired it and burst. Yeah. I, I always tend to do that. Mm-hmm. I can't just, like, I think I think your AUG was, like, seven seconds for that full. For like, the full magazine? Yeah, seven Man, seconds. And I think I made a comment, like, well, it was seven seconds. That was quite the, uh. Where'd you send the video? No, you took the video. Oh, okay. Uh, you keep talking. I'm going to have to look for it. Um, or I could just send it to you because that makes a lot more sense because I know exactly where it is. Yeah, if you know exactly where it is, then you can let me know and I'll uh, I'll bring it up so the chat can see it. But 
Uh, I, I didn't get to shoot it freehand outside the chassis. I wish I had waited and tried that out, but it was it was a sweet, sweet package. Again, Morpheus in uh, the Matrix, not a big deal. Uh, I mean, I, I don't understand how he could have shot that. So, uh, Mihail Valor says, the movie to me that has the best gun performance is The Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. I haven't seen that. Um you know who has a better video of this? Justin has a better video of this. He sent it to me. G-Web says that 9mm is equivalent to 1 over 4,698,755, uh, 750 of an atom bomb, if that helps. Shooter is often an overlooked. Shooter is a good movie. Um, what What's one of the most absur- absurd gun movies ever? Which one was the one with Angelina Jolie where they could curve bullets without the wand? Curve. Yeah, Curve Bullets. No, was it that? was literally called Curve. The oh. movie was called Curve. Ah. You don't remember that one? I thought it was The Wanted. No, it was no. called Curve. Oh, that's right. And uh, what's his name that plays... Um, uh, Dr. Xavier uh, in the uh, Days of Future Past X-Men that's, movies. Listen to me. It's called... The movie's called No, no, no. I'm, I'm just um, saying he's in that movie, too. Oh, oh gosh. Uh the young Dr. Xavier. What the heck is his mm-hmm. name? Wanted, wanted. There you go. That's what it was. Oh, you're right. I knew it was. Curve. Come on. I don't know. It was caught on my head. It was called Curve because they no. kept saying it in the trailer. Oh, uh, no. Terrible wanted. Movie. Yes, terrible wanted. movie. Yes. Uh, Lawrence in the chat says it's wanted. Good to see you in the chat, Lawrence. All right. So I was wrong. What? Why are we surprised? I sent you the thing. You sent me the thing? I okay. sent you the thing. Yeah. Ooh, Beth Alcazar is live on Gun Owners Radio right now. She did tell me she was going to be on a podcast. I'm yeah, sorry. That's that. right. Yeah. James McAvoy. Thank you, Lawrence. That. I appreciate that. Lawrence come in clutch. That's why. We Extraction gotta, by Chris Hemworth. We actually didn't see that one. I have but not I keep seen hearing that one. It's on Netflix. We can watch it. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll borrow someone's Netflix account. Mm-hmm. So let's see how I can share this one. And uh, I know. And this is actually the video from Justin because he got, uh, you're, you were closer. So I looked at the video that you took and it's just. Yeah, signal is not allowed to be shared. What? I told you. So I got to download, download it. it. Let's see. Yeah, because Signal is uh, all about being secretive, Joe. That's how it is. By the way, we are going to eventually talk about gun control. Just we haven't seen everybody in a while, so. I know. It's a recap here, and we've got a lot of new people, so we're kind of giving our introductions here a little bit, so bear with us here. But we will be going on today until 8.30. We are? Yes, because uh, I got to get off at that time to join um, the Geeks and Gamers uh, team on Mario Kart, so you guys want to watch that? Oh, there we go. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. So let's see if I can screen share, window share this one. Da, da, da. No, it doesn't let me. Okay, here. No, oh, it yes. There's no way. I'd... Okay, here we go. So Back it up so you can see that. It may or may not actually show it on stream. I'll, I'll look. See, I'll tell you. No, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it black screens it. Okay. Really? Yeah, I can't show Why? it. I don't know. That's how, VL, that's how Streamlabs works. I'm sorry, Joe. You'll have to post it on, uh, on IG. Show people how cool you are. <sighs> <laughs> Poor Joe, she's so frustrated. Yeah, that's what it does. Uh, or uh, actually, actually, what I could do is basically drag it straight into OBS. See if it will play it with totally him. There it is. Hey, it just won't. I mean, I have block eighteen. Yeah. Hey, you can see that. My initially, what I had think? to back it up and play it again. Can you? Uh, <laughs> I think it will kind of loop. Yeah, you trip back there for a second. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. 
And he's like, <laughs> what did you think? And I'm like, I want one. <laughs> I want a macaroni. A macaroni. Macaroni and grill. Uh, ghost guns, gun control, assault weapons, etc. Yeah, I mean, uh, we know that... Uh, we know that's what they always try to do. They use those terms and uh, they try to instill fear in people instead of saying homemade guns and things like that and uh, infringements of our rights. Uh, that's what they do. An assault weapon, we know what is an assault weapon. I don't know what an assault weapon is at this point. It's bullshit. They that's just, it it's, it's a, it seems to be any semi-automatic gun. Are we going to go into politics now? Has magazine so attachments. Much. Yeah, we can go into politics right now. Let's go. Okay, so I'm just going to launch into it. Hello, everybody. This is Johanna calling uh, calling from uh, La Locked and Loaded Latinos, and we're here to talk about gun control in America right now. So let's start with what happened in Texas and Buffalo, okay? I just have to back it up and talk about um, why is there so much push for gun control right now? The House right now had a judicial, judiciary, judiciary, judicial. I can't say judiciary. it. Judiciary committee, I think like two or three days ago. Um, Pelosi was out there saying that she's trying to save lives with um, HR 8 and HR 1446, the, the bills uh, that are calling for national um, registry of guns, and 1446 is the um i'll look it up for you no i know this so 1446 is the uh person-to-person transfer so okay yeah. person-to-person transfer. background so checks act of 2021 yes. so those two are hand in hand and policy was basically saying that she believes that and I, I quote this will save more lives than any of their initiatives than they have so far like that is okay uh that they think that that's gonna be what the situation calls for um and I say that with the sarcasm because there are counties and cities and places in America that have ridiculous amounts of gun control, Chicago being one of them. And those cities with the most gun control, with the most gun-free zones, are actually the cities with the highest gun criminal activity um, and the most shootings and the most violence because that's just clearly there's other issues at, at hand that are, you know, crime is up. And criminals, this is going to be shocking, y'all. Criminals don't follow laws. Mm -mm. So if you want to put a bunch of laws thinking that's going to stop criminals, I have to tell you something, Pelosi. It ain't going to work. Yep. Sorry. Well, I mean, look, it comes down to a lot of different things. Well, it's actually pretty simple. You and know, we're we going to talk about the Confucius, the 1,000% tax uh, that they are suggesting. I sent you a bunch of articles, by the way. Okay. Your signal. I'll check them out. So uh, let's see. So, Yeah. So ultimately, what you have to realize here is that this is about power and control. So we're dealing with people who, let's be honest, they're they're elites. They don't care about any of us. Since they don't care about the content. What I sent the article. I know, I know, but I'm I'm about to go on a rant. Okay, go, go, I'm about go, to go on a rant. Go, go, go. So uh, these people don't care. They don't care, and they ultimately want to strip you of your rights. Owning firearms be, and the Second Amendment, being able to keep and bear arms and defend yourself, that is a human right. It's not anything, it, it's not just shall not be infringed in the Second Amendment. Even if the Second Amendment doesn't exist, there is no right more fundamental than the right for you to defend your own existence. That's really what it comes down to. At the end of the day, if somebody wants to take away your stuff, if they want to take away your life, you should be able to use deadly force in order to prevent them from doing so. That is what this comes down to. These are people that do not care about your lives. 
about the lives of your family or anyone else. The people that they get to follow them that are pro-gun control, most of them are following a message that's all about hearts and minds and emotion and all these things, and they don't realize fundamentally what you're telling me to do is to entrust my life to the state and organizations that do not care about me. We see people on Twitter this week that have basically said things tantamount to if they need to go door to door and use force to take away your guns, then that's what we well, I mean, need Beto to do. Said that yes. A years so ago. you're telling me that you, in order to prevent deaths, quote unquote, and save lives, again, quote unquote, you want to go and send government forces out to harm and potentially kill gun owners that are not doing anything other than living their lives just like every other American out there. It's horse crap. It's bullshit. uh, And this is what they're going to continue to push. They don't care about our rights. They don't care about your ability to defend yourself. They want you to be defenseless while they basically do whatever they want. Brainwash your children, take away your money so that they can give it to foreign countries and cover up all their own bull crap and the things that they do behind closed doors that both parties tend to do themselves. So it's ridiculous that we saw what happened in Uvalde, Texas, where the police officers held back parents that wanted to save their children because as we know, and uh, maybe some of our newer viewers here don't realize, the Supreme Court ruled that police officers have no duty to defend you. Uh, A government can't ask somebody Uh, in that position to risk their lives to save yours. It's not going to happen. So these police officers had no duty to go in there and to save those children, but they sure as hell took it upon themselves to prevent other people from doing so. And they wasted critical minutes when they could have saved more lives because ultimately I believe that they were cowards. And you will always see the state will protect itself. There are people out there that uh, that are selfless, that were more than willing to go in there and save these kids. We saw the same thing happen with Parkland, with the police, uh, the Broward Sheriff's Office down here, behaving cowardly and not doing the right thing and allowing children to die. Ultimately, this is a failure of the state on every level because there is nothing that you can do. Ultimately, one of the things that we have to level with and be honest with one another is that bad things are going to happen to good people every single day, no matter what we do. All that we can do is try to prepare ourselves for the moment when that can happen, whether that means carrying a gun, not going out to the gas station at four o'clock in the morning, not putting yourself into a situation where, man, you know, I can't guarantee my safety, mitigating those risks either through training, avoidance, or carrying a firearm and all of the above, to be honest with you. So we have to be honest too that there are always going to be people that slip through the cracks. There are many cases where we already have background checks. The background system has failed because you can't stop a person if it's their first try. Now, let's be perfectly honest. How many times during Parkland and now we hear in this situation were law enforcement or government officials aware of what this person was planning on doing? It seems to be a common case. Is that on purpose? Is it part of design of the design? I personally can't speak whether that's true or not. It just seems a little bit coincidental that... These things always seem to happen. The government seems to know about them and they do nothing to prevent it. I'm not for infringing people's rights to privacy because we don't live in a world where there's minority report, but it seems to me that a lot of the clues that and interactions that led up to these uh, tragedies 
the government was very well aware of things that were going on. Yes, so similar with um, what happened in, in Parkland, they were very much aware of this guy, this kid who had issues, had had many threats, and they didn't do anything about mm-hmm. it. Um, similar things apparently have happened elsewhere. I, I don't know if much too much about the kid from Uvalde, but I think it was some kind of indication mm-hmm. where they didn't know. Um, and regardless, you know, now that we have this official statement from the judicial powers that be that, you know, first of all, I got to say, cops, you got to drop your to serve and protect line. You don't get to say to serve and protect Mm -hmm. if that's not what you do. Okay. This is not the military. The military, they have an obligation to go in. If you're in the military, you can't be like, I'm I'm too scared to go in. It's like, sorry, sucker, you're signed up to be a a soldier. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. You have to, right? You can literally be tried and all this stuff if you don't do what you're ordered to do. It's not the situation with cops. So, you know, it's very confusing for me because I'm, I'm a New Yorker um, yep. who, you know, 9-11 was a huge impact on me. I watched it live. I had a family member that was across the street um, who <laughs> used to work just recently before that in the towers. And he was actually, uh, he worked for a, um, what are those things called? They, they trade, they make money. Stock traders, yeah. Whatever, something like that. Uh, hedge fund, that's what it was. Yeah, he worked okay. for a, he- mm-hmm. a really big hedge fund. And, uh, you know, basically he, I didn't see him because um, he didn't come home that night because, and he finally came home and he was covered in ash, like head to toe. He looked, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And they had to walk from uh, Manhattan to Jamaica and then was able to get home by getting on a train in Jamaica. Like it was some of the scariest moments of my life. And, you know, the 9-11 will always have an impact on me. It made me super patriotic. And, you know, for a long time I was so... Mm-hmm. Pro firefighter, pro cop, and then I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, and we go from that where people were literally rushing into a building to save people to we know people are literally bleeding out, children are bleeding out, and people died because they didn't get in there fast enough. Like there is known that there was kids died bleeding out because they didn't get that trauma care when they needed to mm-hmm. because they were too scared to go in or they were waiting for backup or whatever it may be. I mean, we saw the case in, in Parkland where I saw the video of the guy hiding behind his car. Disgraceful. But guess what? Nothing happened to him because he doesn't need to legally put his life before his, uh, put someone else's life before his. And I understand that. But if that's the case, then you cannot call for gun control. Yep. So it's like this case, this particular case makes the case against gun control and that's why it makes me so crazy that they're using it to push even more gun control literally what happened there is a school shooting the cops stand around don't go in Mm -hmm. in in fact they stop parents from going in some mom apparently got handcuffed to a, a fence because she was trying to bust in and take her daughter out she somehow got out of the handcuffs, busted in, grabbed her daughter, got out, saved her life. Did the cops actually stop the killer? No. Mm-hmm. So I, I pushed a, a, a CVS, CVS, C, C, what the hell is this called? CBS. CBS, yeah, so it is. Uh, a CBS News article. Open that up. Okay. Who actually stopped this guy? An off-duty federal agent. Okay. Well, actually, I, I have another article that fact checks this. So, yeah. Yeah. So he went in, but the cops didn't let him in. He spoke with the cops, got his kids out, and then the cops went in with the SWAT team and killed the guy. Really? Yes. That's but he I went in then. He did, but he, like, basically worked with the cops. So he didn't go in and kill the guy like everybody said before. That was actually 
fog of war stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah, I actually found the article that, that talks about exactly what happened. He was not. But this would have this would have been the case if they hadn't stopped him. This guy would have been the case of he would have stopped him because uh, he most went likely, yeah. and asked a barber for a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if this case, what is it saying? So basically he tried, if they're trying to stop him, he was going to rush in and, and do what he needed to do. Okay. Uh, that definitely seemed like what he wanted to do. Yeah. And it seemed like parents in Texas, they were trying to do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And it was the SWAT team and, and the FBI who stopped them from, and the, and the police who stopped them. Okay. So clearly if there had been people with firearms on scene, they were willing, ready and willing to go in and, and do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. People died because they stopped them from doing that. Yep. If anything, this proves that people carrying guns can save lives. In yep. fact, I pushed another article to you right now. Um, the one that is called from Truth About Guns. Good guys with guns, defensive gun uses soar in Chicago. Let's see. What, are your, uh, what did you just do? I had to restart. It wasn't loading your messages. Truth About Guns, uh, article by Brian Armstrong. And this actually backs up something I heard Maj say when uh, on, on the, was, is it, was he on the, the, the Jason Whitlock? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the place, right? yeah. So um, I highly encourage everybody to go find that article, not article, that video uh, of Maj talking. Um, he actually, I think this is fantastic for those who don't know. He talks about the 1 million cases, and this is an FBI statistic, 1 million plus cases of documented cases that is not what i sent you uh you didn't send me that then i did send it to you i'll send it to you so i've only got these two i'm going to Ola one that one though that's aoc <laughs> yeah. okay it's the one that says the truth about guns chicago now the defensive gun use capital of america uh yeah i'm not getting anything from gun signal is this really? it it's truth about guns what oh are you doing, man Oh no! Come on, man! Come on, man! Come on, man! Lion Dog. Oh, you did through solo. Okay, I, I thought you sent it through. Did singers, Chad, so. did I not say? Yes, did yes. I not say through solo? Yes, he doesn't yes. listen. <laughs> wow! All right. Wow! 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 So, right. where was I? Crap! I lost my article. Good guys with guns. Good guys with guns. Defensive gun uses soar in Chicago by Brian Armstrong, and I love this article because it actually backs up. Um, with more statistics and more facts, exactly what Maj was saying when he was on the blaze. Uh, Maj, instead of, you know, he actually produced hard statistics for proof of why gun control does not going to harm, it's not going to help anything. If anything, there is, he also pulled up statistics that showed that the majority of these shootings were actually led to deaths are in gun-free zones. Yep. In fact, I think Biden back in the day was involved in the creation of gun-free zones. Mm -hmm. Clearly, gun-free zones do not work. Once again, shocking, criminals don't follow laws. So what happens when a criminal walks in with a gun, but you, the good guy, the good guy who follows the law, doesn't bring his gun with him? Guess what? You lose because the criminal shoots you and you cannot defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Maj said that 1 million plus cases, FBI statistics, look it up, of people defending themselves and defusing situations by presenting their weapon. Mm-hmm. This is often not talked about because they're not counting it because there was no lethality. No yep. one died. So therefore you can't say like they shot anybody, but just the presence of 
being able to defend yourself. One million plus cases of this documented by the FBI. Those would have been deaths had the people not had had their weapon with them. And they were able to defuse the situation. The bad guy ran away. We've all seen the videos. Mm-hmm. I've seen videos, tons of videos. Uh, somebody breaks out with a gun. Bad guy goes, hightails it. You know why? Because he doesn't want to freaking die. Mm-hmm. I saw a video where these three kids tried to break into a house. Then the ownership. Had an AR-15. <laughs> yeah, got an AR-15. They freaking threw themselves off the stairs trying to get out. And one dude broke his like his leg, yeah. Yeah, se quebró el culo, man. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, ass, he busted yeah. his ass trying to get out of there. So, that's a statistic that is often ignored. Mm-hmm. Here we have the truth about guns. Talks about a similar thing. Brian Armstrong, this was uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Chicago, the capital of gun violence. Gun yeah. violence. For those who don't know, also the capital of the most intense, severe gun control. Clear proof that gun control does not stop criminals from doing criminal activity and violence. Mm-hmm. If this were true, Chicago and New York would not have the problems that it does. Yep. That's it. That's all you need. That's all. There's no other proof you need. Yeah. So, so Nancy Pelosi, you can sit on it and rotate because we have proof that what you think is going to save lives does well, not save lives. And, and look, and let's jump on to another thing here. So we saw how the police in Uvalde performed in Parkland and in uh, and here in Uvalde. So if you think that, let's think about this. So people that are out there that are all for, you know, these Twitter keyboard warriors that are like, I'm for the state coming in, kicking down your door, and if, needs, if need be, taking you out in order to, steal, to take your guns from you. All right. So do you think... If the police did not go inside of a school to save the children, do you think that they will kick down our doors to take down our guns when they think that in many of those cases there might be some return on that uh, that investment, so to speak? I mean, I just pose that to you. So do you think if cops are not willing to save children, what makes you think that they will risk the lives to take away the guns from people that before that moment had no reason to have any beef with anybody? So... It just really is, it's, it's a really absurd and stupid thing to, uh, to go, to discuss. And uh, Mark Reed says he's in Illinois. They're not as bad as New York, Massachusetts, and California yet. That's absolutely true. Um, so it's just the Chicago itself is, is pretty tough, but uh, yeah, Illinois has got some areas that aren't too bad. But, man, Chicago is just a mess uh, politically. How's it going, Shooting Gallery in New England? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, what else did I have to say here? I mean, yeah, I, I just don't understand what these people expect. And the fact that they don't understand that, see, so many on the left are like, let's have common sense gun control, let's do other things. No, no. In almost every case that we've outlined here, the government failed or perpetrators chose an area where people most certainly could not defend themselves. So what does that tell you? It's not the guns that are the problem here. There's also there's a failure in the authority in the systems that we have. And there's a failure in allowing people to defend themselves. Those are two massive, huge failures that they don't want to talk about, that they don't want to uh, bring to the forefront. Because honestly, we saw that how, how was it for in 2020 during the summer of love, how many Democrat politicians pushed to defund the police? So now you're telling me that you guys want to defund the police? That's fine. I can defend myself. I really don't care. I think that there should be less state authority and law law enforcement, to be perfectly honest. So 
bring it on. That's fine. But you're skimping on police training, which leads to a lot of shootings where police officers use their firearm in a situation where if I as a civilian were to pull out my firearm in a lot of these situations, I'd be thrown in jail and deal with lawsuits that would bankrupt me forever. So, you know, police have to be held to that standard, in my opinion. And we need to be in situations where we can defend ourselves uh, without police because there aren't enough of them. Let's be honest, the political will is clearly not there to improve uh, police training, even though that's really where it should go if uh, most of their budget should really go there, in my opinion. Give us the power to defend ourselves, but they don't want to because we know that the history of gun control in this country started with racist roots and it's ultimately become about power. It became about excluding certain uh, certain people from owning guns in the past. It is that way now. It just happens to be that it's an us versus them situation when it's us, the people, uh, us, the people, them, the people that are in power that would take away our rights while they have secret service protection, bodyguards, all that good stuff. They never have to worry about anything like that. But we are the ones that are meant to hold the bag. And it's pretty absurd that we find it acceptable to have armed guards protecting our money and our assets uh, that ultimately they matter in the physical sense. But if you lose all your money and you still have your family, you can try to survive and make something of yourself. You can't replace your family and your loved ones. So the fact that we live in such an arrogant society where we feel that we don't, we shouldn't have armed guards or armed teachers at our schools is pretty absurd in my opinion. We're humans. Humans are still savages. We things are a lot better in this world than they used to be. Uh, overall, there is a lot uh, less death and murder in the in the world. But there's clearly something that is going on in our society. Uh, I don't know why it is that we used to have uh, gun ownership is probably about the same or has gone up in the last few years. I'm not sure uh, because those statistics are not as uh, as readily available. But we had a culture before where we taught. We had gun classes in schools. We had shooting teams. People used to have their guns right on the rack of their back of their trucks. It was not an issue. And we didn't see the type of murders that we're seeing in these, these specific situations in schools and things like that. So there's clearly something that's going on in our society that's driving suicides and people to turn on their fellow students or, you know, children basically killing children. Um, that's a newer development that we're seeing. So what is going on in our society? Uh, parents are becoming less engaged with their with their kids. They're not paying attention. Too many parents throw their kids the screen and that's it. The iPad becomes the parent now and the babysitter. And now you have kids being exposed to a lot of stuff on the internet that their parents have no idea about. Um, they're going through a lot of different things in school, which nowadays... A, you can barely find out what identity you are. You barely know what a man or a woman is. How the heck are you going to navigate through life and your hormones and things like that? So we clearly have a rot that's going on here. Why is this happening to these generations? Why are people so broken? And that's a difficult question to answer. And a lot of the things and a lot of the answers are honestly some of the cultural changes and BS that uh, Hollywood and our leadership are trying to push. So you're killing the society off. You're destroying parents. We've, we've been dealing with the fight here in Florida. Governor DeSantis has been sticking it to Disney. So we've been seeing uh, parents being empowered and now parents becoming more engaged. Maybe it was too late for a lot of kids and people are slipping through the cracks. 
So it really is us as a society to be better, to help one another out and to pay attention. If you're a parent, pay attention to your kids, talk to them every day, see how they're doing and uh, see if they have problems. Because another thing that seems to happen in these cases is a lot of these kids are clearly very disturbed and the parents always act like, oh my goodness, I never knew that my child was had any problems. And I'm thinking to myself, in some cases that may be true, but in others, it should be pretty obvious that your kid is going through something or it's obvious that you are not engaged with your child whatsoever and you're hands off. And because maybe your kid hides their grades from you and all that stuff, you think things are okay. They're not. Ask them questions, see how they're doing. Um, you know, if you need to follow your kids on social media with a fake account, I mean, I hate to say it because, you know, people have a right to privacy, but ultimately there is something going on and parents are part of the solution here to figure out what is going on with our children, what, uh, what they're doing and blaming things like video games is not going to cut it either. So I've got that article too, actually. Yes. So yeah. there was actually two politicians who did this. Yeah. One of them was Ted Cruz in Texas and he can also sit on it and spin. Because um, I forgot the other guy was from Texas as well, I think. It was a representative. I forgot which guy. It was an older guy. And he has had a long history of calling on. Um, Beth is in the chat. Beth, are you in the chat? Yes. He is in the chat. That's yeah. funny. I thought she was on her own podcast. I thought you were on your own. Hey, Fridge. We talked about you earlier. Hey, Fridge. Awesome. Cool. Good to see you in the, uh, in the chat, man. Where's Beth? I don't see Beth. Uh, she's right there. It's also the threshold of violence theory. Oh, and yeah, with social is, media, someone will join in on a process, even an evil one, based on the number of people already engaged in the action. Yeah, there's a copycat effect kind of thing. Yep. So Ted Cruz and I forgot who the other guy was, some old guy from Representative who's done it before, mm -hmm. have blamed video games. Now, what if some of what he said wasn't wrong? He did say that there is a, a mental rot going on. Oh, of he course, said that yes. too. And, and the families it, are broken. And in the this family country, is broken, yeah. yes. But he specifically called out video games. There have been multiple psychological studies over the years since Columbine mm -hmm. that have now proven that video games, there is no tie between video games and in real life violence. Um, they tried this with TV shows. They tried and this with TV shows. The they tried this 80s, with yeah. movies. They've tried it. There is no link. Okay. Clearly, it is something else. One, it is, you know, the lack of parenting and all that, lack of um, good role models, and also mental health. Now, I have another article from Health. Dot com that says mental illness and gun violence, why it's harmful to link to two. And I understand where they're coming from. Um, but, and I also have another one that's called, again, freaking openness, linking mental illness and mass shooting is tenuous and complicated. Now I understand where they're coming from because I actually read the articles and what they say is that linking the two kind of alienates people with mental illnesses and makes a stigma. The problem is we're not addressing it at all. And there's already a stigma with mental health. We have the worst freaking mental health um, coverage. And, and I don't know if anyone's ever tried to like go to see a psychologist. I did because I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very, I thought it was very annoying. The fact that I couldn't get treated for ADHD in, uh, I got diagnosed in undergrad, annoyingly. And um, they would not treat me at a medical facility, like if I went to my family medicine doctor, like, sorry, that's a mental health condition. I'm like, it's actually really not. It's a, what do they call it now? Neurological divergence. Ne yeah, neurodivergence. Whatever. Yeah. Um, 
And they were like, you have to go see a psychologist. And boy, did you did I find out about how healthcare works about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You actually have a separate plan or a separate coverage that's not the same. And it usually has really crappy coverage. And I was actually talking um, to people with parents who have kids and they say it's extremely expensive um if anybody i brought up euphoria before uh, a couple episodes a couple uh, last two episodes mm-hmm. ago and i was ripping on the show but it actually does have some parts that i'm like glad that it has gotten some attention um the main character zendaya's character has uh multiple personality disorders, bipolar stuff. And you can see in the first season, her mom struggling, especially early on in the season, talking about, you know, she's on the phone trying to get health coverage for her daughter or get, uh, you know, a psychologist for her daughter. That stuff is just, you know, and it's... it's super expensive. It's not like you go oh, and you yeah. pay 20 bucks to go see a psychologist. Most of these are hundreds of dollars to get treatment and you only ex- get X amount of treatments. And it's like, sorry to break it to you. That's not how a mental health condition works. So I get really pissed off when, especially when I see politicians who are talking about stuff like this and trying to find a solution when we know that these people generally do have, um, I think there's also been a link in the past with SSRIs and these things mm-hmm. too. Yes. Um, they haven't been talking about that lately, have they? No, of course not. I why wonder do you why think? the I pharmaceutical why. companies might be paying uh, paying people off. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's just you know, hmm. just uh, a speculation. A, a speculation, nothing you know, proven, but. You know, there are things that they could be doing and talking about. And, you know, it's really annoying when I see articles like that, like saying things like mental health and mass shootings should not be linked. It's like, no, we should actually be using this to bring attention to the fact Mm -hmm. that the system is broken. And I understand where they're coming from. The same thing where it's like people don't want to come forward and go get seek treatment because of red frat, red flag, red flag flag laws, um, uh, ERPOs or whatever you want to call them. Um, I would not ever want to be like, if I had a problem, I could totally be like, holy crap, if I say something to my family or if I go and seek treatment, will they take away my rights? That is a total, mm-hmm. totally realistic situation. And yes, you should seek help. That's why we have organizations like Hold My Guns because people are terrified of if they go through the traditional means that their rights will be stripped. And I have heard horror stories about mm-hmm. people who like, actually had to get committed or whatever. They reported that they had something and then their spouse got red flagged them and then they, the person never got their guns back. Like that's really bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a real, it's a real thing. So Ted Cruz, um, stop blaming. First of all, look things up because you should try to seem educated if you're a Senator. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you look things up? Like the fact that Video games are not bad for kids. In fact, there was a study, and I have it on my phone, I should send it to you, mm-hmm. that now links video games to increased intelligence in youth. So it actually does have a positive effect on your brain. Um, One thing that I wanted to bring up too is it, I feel like the psycho, um, not the, well, what's the best way to say it? The psychology community is doing itself a disservice. Uh, FSOP brings up, FSOP Harlot in the chat brings up. I just recall when I was a kid, the big thing was the other kids being quote unquote ADHD and then they would get meds. Perhaps the long-term effects are showing up whether in person, uh, whether in the person that took them or the, or the kids. So yeah, I think we're starting to see a lot of consequences for different decisions that we've made uh, kind of come home to roost. And I feel like the psychology community with everything that's going on with, let's be honest, with the trans issue and things like that, 
you have a lot of people that probably have no faith in the psychology community because you're seeing psychologists recommend things that are downright absolutely insane and make people question their own identity and things like that. So I feel like that makes things even a lot harder uh, to deal with a lot of these issues. And we're really doing ourselves a disservice. And like FSOP says, are the consequences of putting people on medication, uh, basically relying on, let's be honest, social media, uh, has made a huge well, change is, in the way that there people is literally think and links. do things. Facebook got, got heat for this because it's shown that depression has been linked to use of social media. Yeah. So you, when you have young people that don't have their identity developed yet, going on social media, going on Twitter, things like that, seeing getting bombarded with different stimuli, whether it's the algorithm trying to make them addicted to certain content that they get fed to over and over, worrying about what people think about them, you know, people like us that are, you know, we're older millennials, uh, we already had our identities kind of developed before social media came out. So I remember I was a freshman in college when for Facebook first debuted. I actually remember sitting there in a mic, I think I've told the story, at a microbiology and immunology club mm -hmm. meeting, and the president asked me, do you understand what this poking thing means? Because we were all like, what the hell is Facebook? I don't mm -hmm. understand. And it was just like, honestly, I used it to ask for notes like, hey, I missed class on because it was it was very different from what it is now. Yep. And I, God, can I I wish I could go back in time and tell everybody don't do it. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. But I, I jumping all over the place. We never talked about Chicago. I know. And we only have like three minutes Damn left. It. <laughs> I just sent you another article about, I guess we're just going to have to pick this up another time. Yeah, but just show that article that I just sent you really fast. Which one? The, Playing the last video games? One. Yeah, the health one. Okay. Mental health. Uh, not that one. Okay, yeah, that one. Playing okay. video games has an unexpected effect on kids. IQ says, new study. Researchers oh, have linked really? spending more time playing video games with a boost in intelligence in children, which goes in some ways to contradict the narrative that gaming is bad for young minds. Fantastic. See, Ted Cruz, <laughs> what you could have learned if you just did a little bit of research. As you know, and and that's that's all I got to say on that. Yep. Damn it, we have three minutes. So I have like 10 articles. I know, I know. This we is spent how too much time this. talking about other stuff. I know. It's, we've been gone for a few weeks. I was excited to tell uh, some of the stories of the things that went down and we went on. We, even haven't, we haven't even talked about the House Judiciary Committee. I know. I guess we're going to, can we have another show? Uh, if you want to have another show, we're not going to commit to it. Okay, we're not going to commit to because, it because uh, I know how I'm going to feel about this after working for yes, 10 hours. Yes, because I'm going to try to start producing some more short form videos. So, kind of like uh, updates, you know, maybe a couple, two or three times a week, 10 minute videos or so there. Obviously, I've been on three GNG streams so far, and I'm going to be on another. So, this will be my, this is now my second live stream today, and I'm about to start another one. Uh, so, and who knows how long that can last with Jeremy. It's probably going to be Mario Kart. And those of you in the chat that come from GNG, you know that Fortnite is going to ensue right after that and probably go on until like 2 or 3 a.m. So, all right, Joe, what do you want to end it off? <laughs> Shooting Gallery says have another show. I mean, I, I, I literally have 10 articles that I sent you. I know. We haven't, we touched like three of them. I know. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's going to keep going, like. Go for it, Hail the Lord. You can go ahead and do that in the chat. What? That's fine. He wanted to uh, recommend somebody on YouTube. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, guys, it's just, it is what it is. Right now, let's just, like, end it with 
the fact that they're pushing this. In fact, there was a Republican who dropped out of the race because he yep. apparently backed gun control and then he got eaten alive. And this is a guy from New York, I think, like upstate New York. Like, it doesn't make any gosh darn sense. Common sense. Like, if you gave me common sense that was actually made sense, I might be like, okay, I see where you're coming from this. But the baseline is this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It's the same level of let's let's get rid of cops and then let's get rid of guns. Yep. Now we have, forget the getting rid of cops. Let's Cops are useless. They have no obligation to help you. And let's get rid of guns. Yep, yep. What is left? And the fact that we just proved that we got to bring up the Chicago article. Okay. Which one is it? I don't know. It shows that is, it doesn't matter. I guess I'll just say it. Um, Good guys with guns. Yeah. The truth about guns is a fantastic article. Uh, Just shows statistical proof of the fact that there have been proven cases of people stopping bad situations because they had a firearm. Mm-hmm. Chicago is one of the most dangerous cities to live. They had 46 people who this used a just gun on the news. just in, since January 2021 to protect themselves. When you put it into perspective, like what if those had been shootings that had been mass mass shootings, which is basically defined as just, what, like four, four people? Four or more, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many lives? Multiply that 46 by well, multiple people that, that could have been dead because... Those people chose to defend their life. They well, chose to be their first responder. They chose to educate themselves, carry. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... And that's actually in a state, in a city, where it's almost impossible to have that right. Mm-hmm. This is why we have a Supreme Court case right now that's going to be coming uh, in the fall mm-hmm. because of what happens in New York, where it's uh, only the rich and powerful and, and the, the well-connected can carry a gun. Same thing in Chicago. It's very hard. It's very hard to jump through all those loops and pay all those those fees and and prove that you are, you know, somebody that should. I mean, that's just ridiculous to me. What? Just because you can't get assaulted because you're poor? Yeah. F that. Basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'm done. <laughs> that was a great rant. I love it. I'm sure that you guys have missed uh, Joe's rants here for uh, the last couple of weeks. So what have we got coming up? We actually have a lot of people that we want to have as guests on the show coming up. We have to have, oh my God, I, I'm like, we're dropping the ball so bad. I apologize. I've been working really hard in my real world stuff. I've like, and then the traveling and then yep. the, the, there was just, it's been nonstop. In fact, we fucked up, sorry. With <laughs> Edgar, we were supposed to have a conversation with him and he just texted us. Like oh was man. Upset. So I told him, I promised him that we would talk to him. So no show tomorrow in case yeah. you're planning on doing that. Cause I have to have, have to, to talk. And, and and we just keep dropping balls. I feel like I'm holding a bunch of balls in my hand and I'm dropping them. Clip that out. <laughs> Wait, there we go. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I don't know what you pushed. Oh, okay. I, what are you hearing? I don't think I'm plugged in at all. Oh, so you're, you can't even hear yourself. I don't think you plugged me in at all. No. Uh, Doesn't matter. The show's right. over. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Uh, wow. Wow. Now you can hear yourself. I don't know what you did. I did that. So see, uh, let me go to the chat real quick. I don't know. You don't have time. Uh, hey, Joe, shooting gallery. I didn't see you in there. Euphoria was a weird show. My wife enjoyed it, but I could not get into it. It's really hard to watch. It um, is a crazy weird show. I, I, I'm trying to watch it, but it's like at the same time, I have like all these mixed feelings about it. Like, yeah, it's really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Fridge, it's great to see you in the chat, man. Uh, we talked about you earlier. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, let's see. Wait, uh, where's Fridge located? Let's plug Fridge real He's quick. in Atlanta. Uh, anyone needs any custom uh, gunsmithing, gunsmithing 
Fridge, look him up. Fridge, uh, you have uh, social media. Drop it in the in the chat because um, you're a cool guy. You're a good guy. Um, let's support our, our people. Just drop your uh, social media in the chat. If you are in Georgia and you need some custom gun stuff, look up Fridge. All right. Hail the Lore wanted to give a shout-out to at the Common Nerd. If you like G&G, you'll like him as well. Very good friend of mine. Cool. Beth says it's rare sense now. Sadly, Bernabe Sanchez says every generation has an illness they pushed on them at the end of the day. Hopefully you had parents that didn't drink the f- Kool-Aid personal responsibility, something missing with a lot of people. Absolutely. Too many choices is said he was from New York. He didn't count on or, or matter. Um, ting, ting. There's nothing common sense about nothing common about common sense. Uh, Cosmo Ed agrees with Beth Gibbons plays. Good to see you says, but Joe, we have to keep the victim narrative strong. <laughs> of course, that's what they want. Uh, too many choices. A woman with a pistol strapped Stopped a mass shooter with an AR-15 at a graduation yes, party. Yes, I heard yes. about that. That was cool, man. Uh, G-Web says, it's been real nice of you to keep that job, but it's time for you to go full-time I'm and sorry, podcast that job daily, actually pays I guess. Bills. <laughs> I'm, uh, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one day, one G-Web. Yeah. Uh, I work my butt up. I have to get off this this uh, and go work, actually, because I'm not ready for a client tomorrow, and he's got to go and do uh, G&G. So if you guys want to watch more Rolo, um, pop over to uh, – is it on Geeks and Gamers? It's going to be Geeks and Gamers Play, I believe. Yes, Geeks and Gamers Play – is the channel that it will be on. And then they have a Mario Kart stream, and then they'll probably switch to probably Fortnite. Probably play after. Fortnite until 5 a.m. So <laughs> that, I'm not going to see it. That's why I text Ro- uh, Edgar. I'm like, I'm not going to see it. Lawrence says, Joe should keep going solo while Rolo goes on GNG. So I got to actually go work now, so I wish I could. Yeah, I got to get oh, ready man. for tomorrow. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, sorry for keeping you waiting for two weeks. All the new people in the chat Thank you so much for giving us a chance with your time and checking us out, being so supportive uh, as we've uh, joined the GNG team. And tell people about us so we can uh, finally break that 1,000 mark and yeah, we can do we can cool things like stream on, stream on the phone, which I the desperately phone. wanted to do during the road trip. How cool would it have been? Yes. There were times when I was in the car and I was going on a rant and I was like, yes, I should have recorded this, but live it would have been great to, to uh, capture that. So driving i get some of my best ideas mm-hmm. so g web says we're at 855 subs wow uh, thank you so much everybody uh that's joined in the last few days i really appreciate it so we will be back with episode 96 of the locked and loaded latinos podcast next sunday at 6 30 p.m eastern time uh like i said we have a lot of guests that we want to have uh lined up we've got walk to talk america we have walk to talk america on the 12th mm-hmm. uh we're gonna be on their show too you totally hijacked that by yeah. the way that was hilarious i, I didn't we were supposed that. to be on their show and then and he's then like I you're gonna be on ours show. i'm like that's not what's <laughs> happening but okay but they're like that's fine so we're gonna be on their show we're, they're gonna have uh we're gonna have them on the 12th um i have to finalize things with uh suck boy tony which is i know the name sounds hilarious, but he's a genius he's a mechanical engineer um who is paving the way in electronics for in 3d printing it's absolutely amazing and i he said he were he was going to come on in june i never i dropped the fall i haven't finalized anything with him but i will get him on and then uh i want i have so many things i have, I have so many people uh, we got to get on so it's gonna it's gonna happen guys lots of lots of good things happening um i just need to get organized yep. and stop traveling so that'd yep. be great huh so check us out i we should be on a few geeks and gamers gaming streams this week i'll also be streaming on twitch yeah look us up on chance. twitch i'm sure rollo will be on with johnny 64 because that's what they do johnny if he's still alive he just did a he finished a 48 hour stream a couple of hours ago i'm proud of him but at the same time i fear for his life 
John so. 64 is a really cool guy. He actually just uh, made some really cool gun purchases too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he talks about that, but let me not say anything because I don't know if he talks about stuff like that. G Web says that we can use his channel to go live on the road. So I will have to ask him how that works. So yeah, yeah, we we have really, really, we're we're really pushing this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah, and I've got a lot of big ideas that I'm gonna talk with Jeremy about about uh, maybe bringing geeks and gamers to different gun events because I think that they'd like to they would definitely enjoy that, and I think getting exposure to that side of uh, the gun community would be pretty cool for both sides. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll definitely uh, see what we can do there, but. All right, so that's about it for tonight. We will catch you next week. And uh, yeah, pay attention to our social media. I'll get a lot better on Twitter about announcing when we're going to be on our stream or G&G streams or anything like that. What's your social media? What's your So it's at Latinos on Twitter. At Latinos on Twitter. Lock, lock load, because locked loaded doesn't fit in the... uh, Latinos. On Twitter. And then at Locked Loaded Latinos on pretty much every other social media platform. But primarily, we use YouTube, IG, and Twitter. So check us out there. So that's it for tonight. Thank you all for joining us on episode 95 of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. Have a wonderful week and enjoy your evening.